Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Greg Hill Show, live from JetBlue Park for Red Sox Spring Training, getting you ready for the 2024 season now. Here's Greg Hill, Courtney Cox, and Jermaine Wiggins on WEEI. Well, good morning and hello on what is sadly our last day here in Florida and at JetBlue Park, Fenway South. And what a what a couple of days it's been, everybody! What a couple of days it's been. It's been magical. Yeah, it's and, been beautiful. It really. <laughs> Wiggy, you hate Florida. No, no, I I, 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 I love the weather. I, I cannot. I, I, you haven't experienced. I'm not even going to get in with. It's a Friday. I'm in a great mood. No, you haven't experienced the whole state, but yet you hate it. I, I don't hate the state. I actually love the state. You okay. cannot beat the weather. You could drop me down here. Yeah, maybe it's a, a giant strip mall, but you can't beat this weather. I don't care. Last night it was. Beautiful when we were out at uh, was it Warren Iron? Warren Iron, yep. Man, you can't beat this weather. I could be down here all year long. Yeah, I, I we should start by thanking everybody who came to Warren Iron last night. Great, uh, great turnout. Unbelievable. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, it, uh, how many people came last night? Fifty, sixty. It was over a hundred. Yeah. yeah, you think so? Yeah. Oh, throughout the, the throughout the three hours, yeah. I think that there was at least a hundred people that came through. Yeah. It was, and everybody had a story of either how they found us or they moved down here yeah. from living up north, but they uh, kept the show of, with us. A lot of people. Yeah, we're trying to get out of Massachusetts. Yes. Uh, no, no disrespect to the governor or the mayor, but a lot of people moved down here and are and are delighted that they did. Well, yeah. there was a couple that I told, and then during the news, I think we're going to discuss something that might bring them back when it comes to what we're bringing to Blue Hill Avenue. So I <laughs> oh, think, yes, yes, so yes. They, they yes. were like, okay, I'm going to go back because we've got a new bus lane. But no, yeah, I, I yeah. The, the amount of people 
that are just it's such an odd existence when you have such a personal conversation without actually seeing the other end and then you're able to in events like last night where you talk to people who know everything about you who yeah. love the show who have who have a relationship with this with this radio show and it was amazing and it was just a a perfect day Sanibel Island yeah we yeah. got to head over there for lunch Wiggy was with his uh, relatives in town and Courtney and Greg and I went out Awesome lunch, awesome dinner. It was a great day. Yeah, that's what bo- that's what bothers me about Wiggy referring to my beloved anything goes <laughs> state of Florida as the strip mall state. We went, we went, to, we that's went. A good one. It we is. went. It's not the strip mall state. Okay. We went. We went to Sanibel Island, yeah. and it's beautiful. I, and what they're doing there, because of the hurricane and the the effects of the hurricane a couple of years ago. They are basically building an entire around the bridge. That might be the bridge that you're referring to that mm-hmm. you see in, in, in every movie right. or, or TV show about Florida. Uh, they are rebuilding the entire like uh, buttress, the, like the rock and sand buttress mm-hmm. around the island. It's got to be, I, I don't know, a billion-dollar project or oh. a, a $500 million project. It's extraordinary what they're doing after the hurricane. And Doug gave us a little heads up that they were still kind of rebuilding after the hurricane. And you can see there's debris on both sides once you get closer and closer to the island. Curtis put it perfectly. He's like, if this ever happened in Massachusetts, this bridge would never get rebuilt. Yeah. The fact that they were able to rebuild that bridge, and it's long. It's basically two bridges that merge into one. Yeah, yeah. But, but, and then you get on the island. It's still lush. It's still beautiful. They're just still getting things reopened. But yeah. I, I loved going over there and seeing it. Yeah, it was awesome. So we've had a couple of great days, and we got one more for you this morning from JetBlue Park, and we'll be joined a little bit later on at 8.30 by Tristan Cassis, who uh, there's a lot of expectation on him mm-hmm. this season after uh, being in the running for rookie of the year last year and um, high expectation for him. And he will join us at 8.30 here at JetBlue Park, and then we'll get the opportunity for the first time on this show to talk to the new chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox, Craig Breslow, at 9.45, which – uh, he's sque- uh, squeezing in a few minutes for us <laughs> yeah. uh, at the at the end of the program. And, um, and uh, Tristan Cassis will be good. He had, he had this long sit down last year at this time about his chef, about this very vegan diet. I think he was on. He's he's a big foodie. Yeah. So yeah. you and he can maybe share some tips about how to get in top shape. Shime could maybe take some pointers. Ah, Shime doesn't eat any. Right. The guy well, I know, is, but... he's whittling away to nothing. Yes, but he can't he can't be on a diet forever. So he needs to make long term changes, right, Shime? Yeah, of, yeah course, of course, but right. I'm not going to go, go vegan, vegan here. here. Right, right. No, please don't. Okay. Shine. You can get some lifting tips because I think isn't Cash pretty jacked yeah. up? Yeah, 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 he's he is. yeah, yeah. He has. Yeah, he's completely changed. Greg, his... yeah. Well, I mean, not. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. it's all relative. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if you've seen me and uh, you know the work trainer Dan and I. Hey, have done. the photo yesterday. People were like, "Greg's chest. He's uh, not missing chest day." Oh, at, at some point we're going to have to address. There's a. Um, there's an issue that we're going to have to address yeah. at some point on the show. Not now, but okay. we'll get to it later. Yeah. Courtney wants a few moments to speak on Nipplegate. Uh, so yes. uh, so uh-huh. later on, maybe 6.45. Perfect. Okay. Is I thought same? it was Naplegate. Uh, yeah. yeah, Naplesgate. Nipplegate. Yep. Uh, at 8.45, uh, okay. whatever, whatever time that is. Yep. Um, so a lot to get to on the show this morning. 
that you look like you want to say something. Oh, no, no, oh, no. Okay. No. Uh, that includes the leads coming up in 10 minutes. They said it at 7, which is a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. And then the news coming up at 7.30. If you want to be on this morning, the number to call is 617-779-7937. If you prefer to text, you can text on the Subaru of New England text line, which is 37937. Find your authorized Subaru retailer at SubaruofNewEngland.com. And even though we were out at Oren Iron last night, uh, pretty good Bruins game, Curtis. I got night. home thanks to Courtney, my first Cold Stone Creamery experience. Mm. Delicious. All right. Awesome. Did you Loved get the it. you got to have, have it size? size? Uh. <laughs> no. I went small. I think they – no, I went kitty, actually. I don't know what that is. Like it, love it, got to have it. Yeah, when Greg oh. walked in, they said you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, only Shime knows how to uh, order off-menu sizes. At, <laughs> right. at, at no, Cold that's Stone. the actual size. The largest size they have. Uh, yeah. My favorite thing about Wiggy. Shime's like, do you have the ice bucket challenge size? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to that in my lead. <laughs> <laughs> and so we walk in, and I, I'm sort of just watching, observing you three order. And Wiggy and I had agreed, because Wiggy made the point that only old people like coffee ice cream. Yeah. And I co-signed it because I don't like coffee ice cream. Yeah. But you're walking in. Courtney's like, come on, guys. I'd love to buy you guys ice cream. You know, I want to take care of something on the trip. And Wiggy's just totally crapping all over Courtney. We only went in there just to get ice cream that she's buying. And Wiggy's like, and I like coffee ice cream. I, I was like, any anybody, I'd never heard anybody on the 65 go, I like coffee ice cream. I, I, I feel de- like my mother, that was her favorite ice cream. You don't like I, coffee. That's the issue. Like, you don't like anything I, coffee. Hard, I thought she was going to say, ooh, and can you put some Sambuca in there? Too? I, hard hard to... Hard disagree on that, by the way. I don't uh, listen. I've, I've, been, felt, I've been a coffee ice cream fan my entire life. I, I, I hard disagree on that. It's ice cream. Nobody ever said when they go into the like an ice cream shop, "Can I get coffee ice cream?" Yeah, people do all the time. <laughs> That's uh, what yeah. I said. Usually I, they're over they, sixty five. It's, it's not. It's really not though. I don't. I, I, mean, I believe I, it is. Why did you co-sign that? Did because you, I don't like coffee ice cream and Wiggy. Sometimes it's just easier threat- to agree. Did you feel threatened? <laughs> I did. You know? uh, no, it's so I, we got the ice cream. It was awesome. I bring it up to the room and i am sitting down enjoying the final i think we got back right around four minutes left in the third period and mason lorelei puts the bruins ahead and then they uh grizzly got a penalty and the final 90 seconds was as good of a regular season hockey mm. you'll see i don't know if you saw it cut the end of a chime last night but swayman with an awesome save the vegas knights had pulled their goalie and they were on the power play and uh i think i don't know what they're going to do, but I would change things up in the playoffs and have Swayman be the number one guy, ride him. He's the future of the Bruins, and I just it was the way the, the uh, camera panned on Cassidy as they he walked off the ice. The, I think if the Bruins had lost another, first of all, finally didn't end in overtime, right? The one right. in regulation, and if they right. had if that game had because the Bruins went up three nothing, it was oh. going to be another gag job. Yeah. They had a blown that, lead, but, huh? but it was a, a great ending of the game and a great set, great sort of primer for the playoffs in about a month i've heard some people argue that swayman needs that mentally needs the like the pat on the back of a legitimate long-term deal and the the nod as the number one guy and that's interfering with the way he's i mean first of all he's done based on the way in my opinion the d has struggled a lot recently he's done a great job so i don't see him 
uh, you know, off a bit when it comes to like what he's doing. But I don't. I mean, I don't know. You, I get you, that. You would know better than I me. I would get that as an athlete. You, I, t- you, I told you. We and we we had this. Courtney and I we used to get you know go back and forth about it. When you have two guys, and you're relatively like both of them are number ones. It's just it's got that mentally that's going to play in one of their heads when one kind of takes the step ahead because that guy thinks he's the guy and right. he's not he's not told that he's the guy. right and but the other guy's making more and the other guy in the guy that maybe he's making less is pl- might be playing a little bit better so it's just it's definitely a dynamic that plays you know maybe not into their relationship but just the way their mindset but maybe it could have the opposite effect where those two get along so well and they they have the reassurance that the other one is always there like maybe that's why we're getting it, the best out of him it never works that way human nature is not to share the spotlight when there are two people that are doing things one always has to feel like oh i'm a little bit above and a great way to do that is if Swayman's getting a nice deal and he's making more money, then maybe he feels like, okay, this guy's not a threat. I mean, we I dealt with it with Drew and Tom. You know, right. it's always a uh, Tom and Garoppolo. It's one guy has to feel like he's the guy. Yeah. And it just and and the mentally and I get that point that you're saying. With I, no, I understand. I understand what you're saying. It can it can be difficult to share the spotlight. I of course uh, have no problem with that. I do my best. <laughs> oh I do my best to share it with all of you. Uh, a, yeah. a very very I mean, nice. Uh, honestly, a very nice toast from Greg. Yeah, last very night. nice. Very heartfelt. Oh, I meant every word of it. I, I really I, did. I recorded it, and I'm going to use it in the next contract uh, negotiation. I, I, <laughs> I, it's, it's 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 extraordinary. We have a marvelous group of people. That we get to work Facts. with every day, and we all like each other, except for there's a weird thing going on currently with Wiggy and, and Courtney. Where, no, uh, Wiggy, I love Wiggy. Wiggy's putting Courtney down a lot, calling her, <laughs> calling her boring. But, I just, Courtney uh, has a specific way she likes I, to do things. I, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't call Courtney boring. I just said she's boring. Yeah, yeah and yeah, then he just, added um, <laughs> high maintenance yesterday. Yes, high, uh, yeah, he and he said, you know, you never usually get someone who's boring and high maintenance. <laughs> but then she explained uh, the unicorn. But then she explained it to me that she was like, oh, I'm not high maintenance. I just like good things because yeah. I was like, because right, right. like, oh, I had said to Courtney, you don't really seem like you're high maintenance. And people always think I yeah, am. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. well, she doesn't seem like a high maintenance person. Uh-huh. And right. then she was and like, and then you said, well, you actually said you're boring. You're boring and high maintenance. <laughs> so you actually said the things that you're saying you didn't really say. But yeah. what's interesting to think yeah. is that is like, uh, is what is what is that the whole trip making fun of Florida and Courtney? No, 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 no. Oh. Is that Courtney's parents? They get after it, which Uh-oh. is weird that Courtney don't get after it as what much. What do you mean they get after it? Oh, they hey, they classic. I don't care wow. what you say. <laughs> when I get to that age, that's how I won't be. <laughs> they were enjoying themselves last oh, night. Yes. I think my dad cried during Greg's toast. I'm he looking did? at him like, did he really? It. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. So my nice. mom was giving him death glares across the table, <laughs> like John, reel it in. He was uh, also going up to people when they say, "Oh, yeah." So, um, you know how to use your your camera phone? I'm like, can we give my dad a rest a little bit? My dad said, "Don't believe everything Courtney says." I said, "Dad, <laughs> come on." All right. Well, I I I, I want to say it again. Thanks to each and every one of you who came out last night. We had an absolute blast, and Orin Iron is a great place. We were out on the patio. Sun was shining till what seven seven thirty last night. I mean, it's uh, it really is a different vibe down here. I, 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 when I say the weather was perfect, yeah. like 
I wouldn't change a single thing. The breeze yesterday was a little warmer, but there was a cool breeze. Yeah. We yeah. were up at this place in on Sanibel Island called Bud Mudbugs. Mudbugs. And we were on this like patio. It felt like we were in New Orleans, yeah. Cajun food. Mm. I finally got some I we had an opportunity to get some fish for lunch down here. It was mm. awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it was a great day yesterday. So and it will be a great morning this morning, I hope. So a uh, lot to get to on the show. Shy, maybe we ought to because it was such a beautiful day yesterday. Maybe we ought to go all beach themed rejoins this morning. If uh, if anybody has any suggestions, are you you down with that? Yeah, I can yeah, do that. I can do that. Okay, all right. Um, you could DM Shime or one of us. Uh, all right, let's get to Courtney and to what is trending first thing this morning. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Shaw's. I hope when everybody woke up this morning, they said their rabbit, rabbit, because it is the first of March. Oh, so you need to say rabbit, oh, yeah. rabbit to have good luck. Okay. Rabbit, rabbit, yep. rabbit, rabbit, oh, rabbit, rabbit. Okay. The Bruins, they did look like they were going to give this one away once again after jumping out to a 3-0 start. The Golden Knights came back to make it a game. Mason Lowry was the star of this one. He had the game winner with five minutes to go in his first career hat trick. Here is Mason after the win. I mean, unbelievable. First one here at the Garden, so uh, one I'll remember forever. But, I mean, kind of just blacked out after I saw that it went in. <laughs> the Sox beat the Tigers 5-2 to two yesterday. Garrett Whitlock <laughs> got the start. He went three innings. He gave up a run on three hits while striking out six. The Sox now have one with the Twins today. First pitch is at 105. Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming will be on the call on the Shaws and Star Market. WEEI Red Sox Radio Network. You can listen on EEI 850 or, as always, on the Odyssey app. I got to say, yesterday... I've I've always uh, said hello, hi, hello to Will Fleming. Uh-huh. He is so tall. Yeah. I've never yes. realized yeah, how tall very, Will Fleming is. He's like six, six, I six, think. six. At yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, he's long. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics are welcoming the Mavericks to town. Tip is at 730 for this one. Not sure if Dallas will have Luka in play tonight. He's dealing with a sprained ankle and a broken nose, so he's listed as questionable. Kyrie? Kyrie back? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I think that Luca is the main one on the injury report. Uh, the C's injury report is clean. And that was brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market. Sirloin is now on sale today through Thursday. Pick up value pack 90% lean, fresh ground sirloin or beef petite sirloin steak for just $3.97 a pound when you use the digital coupon. That's limited to two per customer. Shaw's and Star Market perfecting the art of fresh. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. And I want to get March off to a good start. Geeky hat trick, not Lorelai last night, Mason Lorelai. Oh, sorry. Lorelai had the um, the game winner. Yes, he did in the third period. Yeah. And I was knee-deep in the Bs, and I loved it. Big win for the Bruins last night in regulation. And right now in Boston, if my modeling can move here, there we go. It is freezing. Good Lord. Damn. Feels like 15 right now. Why oh, are we going oh, home? Oh, God. Oh, uh, I thought it was. I thought we were in the clear. Didn't you tell us? Yes. That? Well, winter's over, but it, there's told... there's some cool days in the spring. <laughs> right. I winter, thought we were like at 50s and 60s. Winter, winter's not over if it's 15 degrees this morning. Uh, we were in false spring. Okay. And yeah. then it goes back to winter. Okay. Yeah. So that's what it is. It is. So uh, 22 is the current actual temperature outside. Ooh. Afternoon high of 44 here in Fort Myers. 65 degrees. Greg. Courtney this afternoon when you're still here. It'll be 82. Oh, mm. can't wait. All right. Got a full weekend left with my beloved Boston Red Ooh. Sox. Big day today. You got your free sneakers, golf. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're having a little, they're having a themed event here at the park tonight. It is uh, an Amalfi Coast theme uh, at the ballpark tonight. Nice. Do you bring your linen pants? Uh, I'll probably have to run out and try to get some. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, I don't know. Do you think they There's the, a Belk in our little uh, strip mall. <laughs> What's it called? There is. Belk. Belk? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good, good department sco- right. store. Make sure I, I you don't... wear some um, 
you know, briefs under those things. Well, I'll, I'll, running I'll, around here like these I'll, baseball players. I'll probably go commando. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Greg, I, I don't want to pe- outdress Mr. Henry. I don't know what he'll be wearing tonight. Uh, before we start thinking about what you're wearing beneath your pants, I would also say, Brees asked me to help you move out today. Are you moving out of the seaport? Is that true before uh, you get back? Uh, no, I'm, oh, okay. I'm welcoming my neighbors. Okay. I, there's no, I'm, I'm staying right there. Fort have, Point I, is a wild scene right now. Mm. There's a lot of people. There is a, I'm on a little uh, like a group, a neighbor group chat. All right. Oh. Uh, and there's a <laughs> influencers in Fort Point. There's a Zoom meeting with the mayor. Is the name of the group chat entitled Town? There's a there's a there's a Zoom meeting with the mayor this evening. No way. Yes, which wow. I which I think could get a little rambunctious. Oh, don't maybe. don't put any mean comments. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like she's going to shut those comments off immediately. She doesn't like the comments <laughs> she on, does the, not. on the lives on the Zoom and Instagram lives. So, all right. Well, we'll be right back with our angry principal Dave who has an issue with somebody on this show. Oh. And then we will get to this morning's leads coming up from Fort Myers, Florida, JetBlue Park with the Boston Red Sox. You see them wearing their baggies, where are she sandals too? A bushy, bushy blonde hairdo, serving USA. You'll catch them soon. Our third and final day at spring training at JetBlue Park, and the Boston Red Sox are rolling along here, and we'll be joined on the show this morning by Tristan Cassis at 8.30 here at JetBlue Park and by the new chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox, Craig Breslow, at 9.45 this morning. And Craig Breslow brought... Johnny Lester in uh, yesterday to talk to the fellas and uh, maybe take a look around and uh, see if he could be the next manager of the Boston Red Sox once uh, Alex Cora departs for the uh, Dodgers, as uh, Lou Maloney suggested on this show yesterday, which made the rounds, uh, got a little attention yesterday, Lou saying that on this show. Um, You know what John Lester represents? He's a guy that the Red Sox made a mistake, John Henry publicly, mm. I believe, said it was a mistake. Yeah. And then you know what they did? They went out and threw a ton of money at the problem, mm-hmm. and they signed David Price. And it was a misguided in terms of maybe not the right guy. They obviously overpaid him. Yeah. But instead of sitting there going, well, we really shouldn't just do something to make a splash. Mm-hmm. They made a splash. They made a splash. Made a and splash. you know what? They don't win the World Series without David Price. Yeah. Yeah. And those, and for Sam Kennedy to perpetuate the nonsense that Red Sox fans would be mad if they spent a lot of money and still lost, is just such a, a, a an odd way and such a convoluted attempt yeah. to try and get the pressure off the ownership group. Red Sox fans would be mad if they lost, of course. But you know who they'd be mad at? David Price, like they were. Right. They weren't mad at John Henry. Yeah. Right. They were mad at the player. Mm. That's the difference. Like that, John Lester was. Great job by Craig Breslow bringing him back. Nobody exemplifies what you want in a Red Sox better than John Lester. Mm-hmm. He should have never left here. Inspiring guy on and off the field. But I love that he's around the team. But he, I, I, remember, I saw that yesterday. You were talking to me on the ride back. And John Lester was a mistake 
that they tried to correct. Yeah. They've stopped yep. trying to correct mistakes. I will say that Sam Kennedy is doing his best, apparently, to make sure that some members of this program are bought and paid for. Uh, and when we arrived here this morning at the mm-hmm. ball, at the ballpark, Wiggy had a giant bag of merch waiting for him. Two bags. Uh, he has uh, two bags yep. of merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout out to the Red Sox for hooking me up with some nice so, gear. Uh, going forward, any comments that he make, any any kind of Red Sox related comment that he makes is <laughs> tarnished, in my opinion. I just call uh, it like I see it, man. I, you know, yeah, uh, I guess I'm uh, the only idiot, but you know, when they speak, I get it. Uh-huh. I understand. When they, you know, and and it's it's right there. Okay. Very similar. To when these other organizations that I have great respect for and love for speak, I treat everybody at the same level. Uh-huh. Nice. Not everybody gets the same type of treatment. Uh-huh. Nice Red Sox gear. Call it uh, like I see it, brother. Okay. Yep. Uh, Angry Principal Dave has called the program. Dave, good morning. Hello. Happy Friday. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday. I, I don't I don't have a problem with anybody. I just have a concern. Uh, but first of all, Wiggy, you can be bought at any time. You are you're ridiculous. God Almighty! Oh, he's for sale. Anyway, uh, he's he's for sale. Go ahead. Go ahead. What Wiggy? Don't hate the player, partner. Uh-huh. I mean, I give you credit for getting the merch, but you can easily be bought. Um, anyways, no, I have a concern, Greg. Do they know who you are down there at JetBlue Park? I mean, what, what's the you look for three days. Well, for three days, I figured I'm looking at the same studio. You look so uncomfortable sitting there. Are you guys like in a phone booth? You can't mix up the the seating arrangements in there. It looks awful. You look uncomfortable. What's going we on could, down there, uh, there? We could mix up the we could mix up the seating where we we're in the radio broadcast booth. Mm-hmm. Um, I did request when it came to Ken Laird that we be outside in the ballpark, but uh, I don't know if that works for the Red Sox. Maybe it doesn't. I don't. I don't know. We could work on that for next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, just, you look just look uncomfortable sitting there. I feel bad. I, I mean, you no, just I'm look, not, look uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. I appreciate the critique. I, I feel very comfortable. I enjoy right. I don't know what I, what would I, should I stand? Or no, what, no, like, no, maybe. No. I, I, I mean, I would recommend Dave sits at work himself for a day or two uh, yeah, and maybe. see how he feels. I, I, because I, I, I'm, Dave, just... I apologize. How, how, however, I have inconvenienced you by looking uncomfortable. I, maybe I, he wants a table in front of you. My, yeah. sin- my sincere apologies to you, Dave. Dave, I, is your desk also in the basement or is that on the main floor? <laughs> He's gone. Oh, okay. says, unfortunately. Yeah. Dave probably has one of those standing desks yeah. that, oh. that, that, that everybody Maybe got. a treadmill desk. Yeah, maybe. A walking desk. <laughs> yeah. Those are nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, should all try to do the show one day standing I mean, walking I don't on a treadmill. Is there a different way to set I mean it's our last day. I, I think it looks pretty good on Twitch. I mean, I don't know what uh, I don't know how we feel Everybody's about it. Everybody's making fun of my phone saying that it's blurry. I'm doing the best. I mean, I'm a woman in tech. Yeah. I'm trying. I mean, this is not a we this is not a big budget uh, operation it's over not, here. It's not. No. Um, I was trying to do different angles. Wiggy said that one sucked. So yeah. No, I just, I, just, I didn't say it sucked. Let's not cap. Well, I just said when that, I tried to go into the other room, well, that a angle would that angle would have just been the back of Greg's. <laughs> if this were a, a, a Oscar nominee, it would have been was it Nomad with the girl woman who was in um, Fargo Nomadland? And, yeah, and yeah, and three no, billboards. Yeah. yeah, where she we're all in one like Astro van. Yeah, we're eating dinner on a hot pot. Yeah. and Wiggy's just bringing more. And more free merch taking up space. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I'm just trying to help you with angles. And so, you know, that's all. Try. So we all get in the shot, you know, whether it's a side profile or, yeah. you know. Right. But 
What do I, I mean, know? Again, it's really our attempt to give you an opportunity to watch what's going on right. and to see it. And my sincere apologies to Dave. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so, at least they get to see all this beautiful merch, though. I will I, say, I, during Lent, I loved Pizza Fridays at school. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Great. yes. Did you go doubles or singles? Oh, doubles. Doubles. You have to go doubles. <laughs> yeah. Look at my elementary school photos. Yeah, yeah. So you go doubles. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that the production that Dave's school is doing of Guys and Dolls is uh, is better than this or whatever the uh, current. Do they still do plays in schools? Or... I just couldn't imagine that... if, if James was a first grader yeah. in uh, Principal Dave's school and, like, you know, there was 16 things that we wanted to get done and he's spending every morning two hours on hold with the Greg Hill show to bitch about their Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can watch this show on Twitch. Just go to Twitch and follow WEEI, and you can also watch the show on YouTube. And you can stream it at WEEI.com, or you can listen on the Odyssey app, wherever you are. And thanks to everybody down here in Southwest Florida who listens on the Odyssey app and came out last night to Ore and Iron. And we'll get to They Said It coming up at 7. That is a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. But right now, this... This is the Greg Hill Show. Time now for The Lead. Stare at them white caps rolling over Laid back in a thrift store beach chair Dropping limes in a Corona But she looks back Yeah, she throws me a kiss like Honey, I sure want you And it's 103 between her and me And only 92 in Daytona And it's sunshine I love it. I've heard it. I don't know the artist. I'm I'm, I'm not even gonna try to figure it out. You had him. Uh, you had him for a Greg Hill a Greg Hill Foundation event. That would be the one and only Jake Owen. Uh, is that Jake Owen? It sure is, it, is. Is, is. Was that a hit? He played it yeah. at the concert. He did. Yes. Oh yeah. my god! I must yeah, have missed that somehow. That's all right. Uh, lead Thank you, this, Courtney. Lead this morning. Brought to you by Northeast. I'm getting old. I forget right. things. It's I'm okay. sorry. I mean, Happens it is to the what, best of us. It is what it is. Uh, Lead brought to you by Northeast Electrical. Northeast Electrical, New England's full-service electrical distributor. They provide electrical products and services to electrical pros all across the region. There are 40 locations serving the trade. Or you could go to needco.com, Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. Hey, Sean. Hey, Greg. Yesterday it was reported by uh, Mark Daniels, Karen Garigian, uh, and Chris Mason that the uh, Patriots' plan of attack at quarterback would be a veteran quarterback and a draft one at number three, and Mac Jones would be on his way out. We can all root for that. Uh, but one veteran quarterback now officially off the table, if you consider him a veteran, uh, it seems as though Justin Fields probably has a home. 
Uh, Justin Fields currently a minus 425 favorite to go to the Atlanta Falcons, mm. sending him back to Georgia. Uh, I believe there's even a video, I don't know if it's actually actually real or not, saying he, quote unquote, you're going home. That's his agent to Justin Fields. Mm. So uh, that is one veteran quarterback off the market. My assumption is it looks like we could have a reunion of Jacoby Brissett in Foxborough plus mm. a rookie quarterback, which I think would completely redo that quarterback room, and I am totally in for that. So let's run. All right. All right. Yeah, uh, I saw the video of Justin Fields when you can hear the, somebody in the background just saying, hey, you're going back home. Yeah. But who the hell knows what that meant, you know? That's your guy, Justin Fields. I, uh, listen, my guy is taking a quarterback at number three. I wanted Justin Fields initially when yeah. they had the draft. I wouldn't have been, you know, I don't think I would have been too upset if they would have took Marvin Harrison and then traded for Justin Fields. I w- Justin Fields. Wiggy just wants to draft Justin Fields. Um, so, so I'm straight I, with one. And I want Jaden Daniels, but if we get Drake May, I yeah, listen, I'm not, I'm happy about that as well. Yeah. Well, Bill wanted, apparently Bill wanted Jaden Daniels. And could we maybe conclude that the reason Bill Belichick is not the head coach of the Falcons is that he didn't want Justin Fields mm. and the organization wanted to bring him home and thought he was the answer? Wow, great point. Great point. I, I mean, and how do you feel about, I think I brought it up yesterday or the day before, how do you feel about the plan being, apparently, to sit that whoever they take with that number three pick to sit him for a year and, and let him learn the NFL, learn the system. I don't like that plan. I, I, I think whoever they take, let him compete for the job. If the backup is outperforming him and the and the kid's not ready, then okay. But you let him compete and you, you basically say, hey, it's your job to lose. Mm-hmm. And if he loses it to the backup, then so be it. But I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of sitting quarterbacks. I mean, nowadays in today's NFL, you know, most guys go right in there, especially when you're picking that high, is let him, is let him play. All right. Thank you very much, Shime. Curtis, good morning. Good morning, Greg. So today, the latest episodes are about the season following the perfect regular season in Dynasty on Apple TV. And then, to me, the single most consequential episode of the 10-part docuseries on Aaron Hernandez. The murders, the release, the enabling, all of it. And I will not do spoilers because I feel like there's a lot of people that will see it today. Yeah, Brandon Lloyd is spectacular in this episode. Chilling. Dion Branch, Wes Welker. I find the that component just... Uh, I, I cannot envision what it must be like in hindsight, given some of the insight they reveal about knowing you were this close to a guy that was about to kill someone and already killed two other people. Yeah. But what really irritates the crap out of me is the manner in which the docuseries, led by Robert Kraft, paints Bill Belichick, and maybe not complicit, I think that would be too strong of a term, but I always think of Chris Heron going from Boston College to Fresno State. Mm. And, you know, he had a lot of problems. He went to Durfee, he went to BC, he was struggling with addiction, and he went to go play with the Tark, uh, Jerry Tarkanian. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, get him away from all of his home buddy, uh, b- buddies from, from Fall River, get him as far away from possible and he, as possible. And he can't get further away from Boston in the United States than Fresno, California. And guess what happened? His problems followed him because unless you deal with them, the problems are within you, not where you live. And so the notion that they try and peddle in this episode 
that Aaron Hernandez wanted to be moved away from home, get away from Bristol and all these things, but Bill didn't do it. Yeah. And Jonathan Kraft's insinuation that Bill just wanted the effing football player and that Jonathan Kraft comes in like a white knight and gets rid of Aaron Hernandez, all of it is unseemly. Obviously, Aaron Hernandez is the man that is responsible for the awful murders of Odin, Lee, Odin Lloyd and the, the two gentlemen at the nightclub in downtown Boston, but a a very frustrating watch in the in the sort of uh gaze of how the Belichick treatment continues to be the Belichick has just continued to be the 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 guy that was the fall guy which is another unbelievable element to this episode Aaron Hernandez asks Chris Carter questions yeah, yeah. at the symposium we, we where he tells that, everybody yeah, we bit, mentioned yeah. it a bit but yeah. Aaron Hernandez actually stands up at a mic and you see him having a conversation with Chris Carter which is just chilling in yeah. hindsight yeah no I mean I, these episodes the the rest of these episodes should have their own subtitle which is you know doing doing Bill double dirty like, this is <laughs> yeah you know, this is where they really start to take to, to twist the knife in the back of or, or the or the axe in the back of Bill Belichick on the way out the door and you bring I, up Dion you bring up Wes I don't know how coaching staff how the crafts did not know who Aaron Hernandez was as a person when all of these players were saying hey don't hang out with Chico at night yeah, like yeah. don't go out with him. Don't you know? Yeah. It, there's no way. You never know, though. You never know. I don't. I never buy into that logic. My locker mate was Darren Shopper, and I hung out with Darren Shopper. And you never was he for them streets? Uh, listen, he, I, what, it, he, he was on another level. He was for them. Streets. Yeah, it, it, and, and and you never know what people are. You might have me in the locker room, and like some of his behavior, you'd be like, yo. Dude is a little crazy. He's a little out there, like yeah. some of the stuff he's saying. And you could see, and you're just like, yo, maybe that's him. And when he does go out, he likes to wild out and stuff like that. But I never buy into like, oh, you could see it, you could see it, you could see it. Because he, it's two different lifestyles. You know what I mean? He's he's trying to be an NFL player, but walk in the lifestyle of I'm a gangster. And you don't know that. And that's the thing that it's very difficult for players, especially. I think they did know it, though. No, it, it, there's like little things like you go out, you get into a fight. There's some other little stuff that might be reckless. But when you're walking in that world of being a gangster or you you grew up with people that are gangsters and hanging out and they're living a street life. And you're a guy that you might like Wes is not hanging out with. I know. And, and maybe he gets into an altercation with him. It's just you'll never know in that world. I told you, I sat next to Darren Shopper, and he, he went to jail for um, roofing chicks and, you know, putting stuff in their drinks. And I hung out with the dude. I'm saying I think Wes Welker was looking out for other players he was on saying, this team he, saying, hey, stay he away. He was saying because he was a little like yes. some of the things he was doing was they weren't gangster things. They was just like. You looked at them, they were they were freaky. Like, yo, dude is a wild freak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so I don't yeah. want to spoil nothing. No, no, don't spoil it. it. It's t- That episode, I, I can't wait to talk about. Actually, I feel like anybody who had a locker near Aaron Hernandez needed a spoiler alert <laughs> oh, at, yeah. at certain times yeah. uh, when he was changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, we won't tell you any more about episodes five and six, yeah, which, which have dropped. And we're getting further and further along when it comes to the dynasty. All right, we got a couple leads remaining, or three leads. Courtney, me, and Wiggy, we'll get to those. 
Sean, we got an issue taking phone calls this morning, just as a heads up to everybody about uh, the deal. We are good to go. We had a bit of an echo, so with uh, the Dave call, it was a little weird, but we have fixed it. We're good to go going forward. Oh, we'll be all fantastic. set. All right. Where do I go to get the ratings back during the angry Principal Dave call? <laughs> right, You're going to have to talk up. to the angry gremlins about that one. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we got everything fixed. We're rocking and rolling here from mm-hmm. JetBlue Park, our final day at spring training at WEEI. out here at JetBlue Park, and it's all sunny, beach-themed rejoins this morning. So, Shime, take a request. You can DM him on uh, on his Instagram or text or uh, share what you want in the Twitch chat this morning. I would like Nelly's hot in here. Okay, we'll get that, we'll get that for you, Curtis. So hot. We will get that for you. Um, we are at the ballpark for the last day of our spring training trip, and we'll be joined at 8.30 by Tristan Cassis, and then at 9.45 by Craig Breslow, the chief base, the new chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox. But got a couple leads left to get to. Courtney, good morning. Good morning, everybody. I can't believe it, but it has been 10 years since Pete Frades and his family started the Ice Bucket Challenge for ALS. Uh, since then, we did lose Pete Frades, but uh, the Frades family is still very present. They are everywhere in Massachusetts. And last night, we got to see John Frades, who came by Oren Iron for our um, our little shindig. He hung out. He gave us hats. And awesome, awesome guy. The best. Yeah. I've never met him. Unbelievable, unbelievable man. He Super and, solid. And what they what they've been through that family it's extraordinary and just an awesome guy he and nancy are awesome andrew's awesome um so we decided i think as a show i haven't talked to wiggy about it yet but uh that we're going to do an ice bucket challenge this morning uh so, i thought it was just you and curtis oh well yeah, Kurt, yeah curtis and i agreed go. to it okay. um so I- john is going <laughs> Curtis is like, I didn't know. I mean, I guess. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, John is going to come by around 9 a.m. this morning. So right. we got to find ourselves some ice buckets, and we're going to be throwing water and ice uh-huh. over our bodies okay. uh, around 9 a.m. So I, I, I think our engineer, Doug, has a cooler full of ice. We could mm. probably use that. If Perfect. I got yeah. The kitchen has right. ice. Okay. I got no problem dumping yeah. ice on you, yeah. Courtney. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Well, oh, that would be great. You two can dump it on us. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. That's perfect. Um, and I made sure to wear a um, solid bra underneath the white T-shirt so oh, that yeah. I didn't have any white T-shirt issue like oh, I had right. a few years yeah. back. Yeah. But uh, 10 years, unbelievable that what they were able to, what they are able to do and the money that they've raised. So we're going to do that around 9 a.m. And they have a great event that they do every year now with Ray Bork. Yes. Called the Captain's Ball. Yep. And that is coming up. Uh, I think in is that in is that very soon? Is that like in another couple months? I think it's usually or it's in the fall. I think it's in the fall. Okay, yeah, so yeah, um, but we'll find out from John when yes. uh, when they come by later. Yep. All right, thank you, Courtney. You're w- welcome, Wiggy. Good morning. All right, good morning. So I, you know, now we're down here at JetBlue Park and we got the Red Sox and everything's good. I think I'm gonna do a baseball lead. Okay, yeah, I'll do a little baseball lead. Oh God, and, Sam Kennedy's drop off is already yielded. <laughs> no, 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 no. And you know what? This is because of everybody we have interviewed okay so we've interviewed sam kennedy we've interviewed liam hendricks alex cora yeah nick pavetta yeah and we'll interview a <laughs> nick, couple, nick pavetta we'll, yeah. cu- we'll interview a couple other people <laughs> the, but the one thing as somebody who's been in their situation before as nobody believes in you mm. the one thing that i get from everybody from 
from these interviews and being down here and just seeing some of the players and get, hearing some of the whispers is that it's them against the world. Mm. And when you have that mindset as a team, um, I think, you know, from being in that in that world and knowing I've been part of that, it really fuels and motivates guys to do things that maybe they weren't expected to do, okay. which then ultimately changes the outcome on what everybody views them as. Okay. So from being down here, the thing that I'm I'm noticing with this ball club is that it's them against the world, and they know it, they feel it, they hear it, and they and they believe that's the way it is. Okay, you're so, getting a why not us vibe I, from, I, I'm, from this team. No, I'm getting a I'm getting a we want to say. F you after we do everything vibe. Okay. So, you know, that, and that's always good. Now they got to do it on the field, but as somebody, when you look at it going into the season, you're like, all right, yeah. well, I'll be optimistic with this team because of their, their, uh, their mentality versus a team might already that have high expectations. All right. Well, it seems like for you, all this time spent around all of these strip malls has paid off for the Red Sox. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, getting down here and getting in, uh, you know, getting in the weeds and the rubbing elbows with the baseball players plays you know long toss fungal bats all that yeah, stuff you're fired up you're yeah, ready you're i'm ready, ready for to go day all right um when gerard mayo the new head coach of the new england patriots appeared for the first time on this show a uh, month and a half or so ago he said this uh, about spending money we're bringing in talent 1000 percent. so have a lot of cap space Love it. and cash yeah. ready to burn some cash <laughs> Okay, I think we were all excited when he said that. Gerard Mayo seemed very excited about burning some cash. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, Gerard Mayo uh, did a sit-down with Karen Garigian yes. uh, of Mass Live and said, and I quote, I kind of misspoke when I said burn some cash, but I was excited when you see those numbers. When you reflect on those numbers, what? you don't. When you reflect on those numbers, you don't have to spend all of it in one year. Oh. So, what? <laughs> I what? just what? I just want to balance any excitement that anybody may have felt when mm. they heard Gerard Mayo on this show. Mm. Uh, obviously, they've had some sort of a budget meeting. Maybe he and Young Thundercat uh, <laughs> sat down and... And Young Thundercat took a look at the P and L and said, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know that we're going to be spending as much as you wanted to spend, Coach." The Greg uh, Hill Show, where Boston executives go to walk back comments later. <laughs> Young Thundercat, uh, what? Can you believe that? No, I mean maybe he he had just come from a workout. Maybe the endorphins right. were pumping, and he was just so excited to burn the cash. Yeah. But I don't understand how you go from that. To so, now not not doing it all well, one year. So, okay, but, so if he doesn't spend the money, yeah, yeah. we're gonna are we gonna call him cheap or are we gonna call the owner cheap? Uh, like uh, what? At what point are we gonna determine that it may not have been all Bill Belichick when it came to sp- spending money around here? Oh, I last, think I think we'll know this off season. And I, yeah, I, if if he just told you he's not allowed to burn the cash that he right. wants to, to burn, right? It's, it's it, not Mayo's decision. And here's the other thing: this is. We all, I want Mayo. Mayo's the right guy. I hope I, I was time for a change. But this is within three months of him being named, two months of being two months, named. Yeah. He's had to walk back two pretty important things. One with Steve Burton 
about we know the guy that you want us to take at three is a quarterback, ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And then with me here saying that when I asked about the cash spending, he said we're ready to burn cash. So the two most important things this team has in terms of the future at quarterback, the number three pick, and their approach to free agency have both had to be rectified and cleaned up after Isle Biden mm-hmm. when Mayo has said things to either Burton or myself. Yeah. It's a work in progress. It is. Yes, it is. I've been through it before, so I understand. So today's drill drill will be the walk back. That's what we're going to call it. It's the walk back at Gillette Stadium. We we can burn some Uh, cash, but it's just a small amount. A tiny little bit of cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to burn. A small pile. I I was a bigger fan when the team's clapped back, not walked back. (laughs) But you're right, Greg. We'll we'll know come this offseason if they're not spending money. We're going to now know, like, all right. Who's been the cheap one? Bingo. And cash. Ready to burn some cash. Not really. All right. Uh, we are going to take a quick. Do you think Robert Kraft was listening into the spit take when he heard the, that comment on the show? Jonathan, Karen uh, uh, on the phone. Jonathan, get in here! I like. Are you kidding me? All right, uh, we're at JetBlue Park, our third and final day at spring training, and we will get to. They said it a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. Next, worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. show in the sunshine of southwest florida here at jet blue park 
And my guy, Coach Wiggins, with that one, that's yeah. that's uh, that's your rejoin request. Have yeah. you seen Have you seen the Bob Marley I, movie? I haven't seen it yet, but my son's seen it, and a couple other people seen it. They said it's spectacular. Really? Yeah. Ken said it was good. Ken yeah. saw it. Yep. Said it was yeah. good. Yep. Said it was spectacular. Shime, have you seen it? I have not, but I've wanted to go see it. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I'm definitely going to check it out. But everybody's saying it's spectacular. Said it was good. All right. Yeah. Well, we're doing uh, in honor of our final day here. Show wise, we are doing sun or or beach themed rejoins this morning. So Shine will play one if you want if you want it. And Shine uh, last night wanted to give you a note. Almost everybody I met at Orin Iron, great, incredible turnout, awesome road show. What fifteen hundred miles away from home. Everybody was asking about Shime, saying they're rooting on your weight loss. And yes, yes. You were yep. not uh, there. Yeah. Oh, I and, appreciate uh, that. Thank you. And a man who looked a lot like Jackson was with us. Oh, and yeah. I think God. we his, should get Mitch that photo that you took, right? His doppelganger. And last do night. a side-by-side yeah. because it was insane. Yeah. I put it on my Instagram and said it was Jackson's father, but uh, actually... Uh, he he was of an advanced age. Jackson looks older. No disrespect to Jackson. No disrespect. I love the man. But um, yeah, I, it was a great time last night. We had a blast. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was. So There's so much many fun. people who listen down here because yeah. they're all d- displaced mass holes who got out of Massachusetts and what? they love it down. You know what they all have in common? What? They're happy. I know. They I've are. never seen more mass holes I... smile in my life. <laughs> yeah, they are. They One are. guy drove two hours. He did? Yeah. Yes. He, he came two hours to come see us. He was like, yeah, I knew you guys were coming down. Uh, it was awesome. He's like, it was yeah. awesome last night. So. Yeah, it was really cool. Thanks to everybody who came out. Speaking of the beach, as we were, uh, heads up that at 10 o'clock this morning, the uh, annual beach cornhole tournament to benefit the Greg Hill Foundation at Old Orchard goes on sale, and it sells it sells out in five minutes. So, uh, if you want in this year at the Brunswick, it's on June first, and we put that on sale at ten this morning on the foundation website. That's thegreghillfoundation.org. So, ten o'clock this morning for that. Let's get to this. It's time for Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world. They they want you to cook the dinner. At least they ought to let you shop for some of the groceries. Said it. Wake up to Del Bambino and have me face him. Maybe I'll grill him in the eye. They said it. Brought to you by AAA Work Trucks. Take the work out of your next work truck. AAAWorkTrucks.com. I'm just going to say it. All right, time for a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. Where would you like to begin, Shime? Well, Greg, uh, I would like to begin with Lewis Riddick because uh, earlier in the program during my lead, actually, I mentioned how uh, the Patriots' plan reportedly seems to be bring in a veteran, draft a young guy, and get rid of Mac Jones. Well, Lewis Riddick wants to say that what happened to Mac Jones was coaching malpractice, but we're being... Too easy on the Patriots because it was Bill Belichick. Here's what Lewis Riddick said. People right now are saying Mac Jones stinks. Just get him out of there. If this was any other coach other than Bill, who I love to death and taught me everything about football, we would absolutely eviscerate him. We would eviscerate that that coach for what yeah. they did to Mac Jones in New England. We would say he doesn't deserve to ever coach again. You so, put a special teams coach and a former defensive coordinator in charge of his development? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's yeah. coaching malpractice. We'd be killing him. But now we're just automatically ready to say Mac stinks. They better draft Drake May. Well, I would agree, uh, and I'm often <laughs> I'm often accused of. of uh, Carrying water for Bill Belichick, I do think he was the greatest uh, to ever do it, and mm-hmm. nobody will be better. But um, that was a dumb move on his part. Those two guys, 
Yeah. But um, how come we don't criticize Robert Sala, Kyle Shanahan, the Chicago Bears head coach? Because coach, Trey you know, Lance didn't make the playoffs. No, okay. I, I, I give you that. But Trey Lance also really didn't get like a super, super opportunity. Well, he was in Dallas, and Dallas is moving. You know, they, they tried to bring him in under Dak Prescott. Yeah, no, no, no. But what, what, be good. He what, hasn't been good there. No, no, but. They never really gave – and I'm not saying that Trey Lance is good. I'm just saying now we're criticizing Bill because Mac Jones isn't a good quarterback and we've seen his develop. He had one year where you brought in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, okay? And I get it. And, I understand he, and he fell apart in the offense. He, 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 he fell apart. The but, offense did not fall apart, though, because when Bailey Zappi right, came in, it looked better. Right. So, and it, then he gets his guy the next year, yeah. and his guy is a uh, uh, an offensive coordinator, Billy O, who knows how to work quarterbacks and everything. Yeah. And guess what, Lewis? He still stunk. Wait, what did the what did the Patriots do in that offseason last year? I'll tell you. They took Jacoby Myers, the most trusted target, yep. Mac Jones, allowed him to walk, go to the Raiders yep. for the same money as bringing in a guy in Juju Smith-Schuster yep. who had exploding legs, according yep. to Bert Beer. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't. I mean, listen. Mac Jones stinks. I, I, I'm not That's a huge I'm saying. fan. But you think he ends up? He he will get a, an opportunity elsewhere. I think I, he's a. Do like, you think he'll ever end up being a starter it, in this? In he's going to need some injuries of guys in front of him. He's not going nowhere to compete for a starting job. He's not. He's not no. going to be competing. For there him. was a video of him practicing, doing some drills yesterday. Shime quote retweeted it and said, "Waste of time. He should be studying for his real estate license." Oh, he's going he, to have to go. Plus one Lord. to that guy. Clutching my pearl. He's going to have to go. Skinny Shime's an assassin. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna have to. Yeah, go I'm like coming that. for everybody, Curtis. I, <laughs> no holds barred. The, the uh, Baker Mayfield, Geno Smith route, where he's a backup, and then the guy, the then he starter, gets a shot. The starter and, gets hurt, or yeah. that's he gets a shot, a shot, and he, then he has to play well. Okay, what's next, Sean? Uh, next, uh, we can talk. We can hear from uh, Bridget Condon at NFL Network talking about who Bill Belichick loved in this draft and probably would have taken if he was drafting in the top three. I can tell you, based on conversations that I've had with people around the organization, Bill Belichick loved Jaden Daniels. Mm. He was a guy on the top of their draft board, okay? He was going to do everything in his power to try and get that guy. Does Gerard Mayo stick with that and say, okay, we're going to figure out how we get this quarterback in here? Or is he going to say, you know what? I'm now the new man in charge. I'm going to do things my way. Well, I'm assuming... Mm -hmm. Since Bill was such a horrendous GM when it came to the draft, that they're not going to do anything but draft Jaden Daniels. They wouldn't. They're not going to take Bill's guy. I, I All right. It. I no, mean, they'll, I, they'll take. Uh, maybe they I, felt the same way. That uh, oh, oh, they felt Bill oh, said. on this one particular pick. They they all felt the same way. That one particular okay. pick. Yeah. They, they it's were a great way to spin it. I okay. It was collaborative on this one particular. Elliot Wolf and Bill were on board when it came to this. Well, pick. it wasn't collaborative, uh, but was, they, they were uh, sympathetic. Uh, everybody okay. did like Jaden Daniels <laughs> when Bill brought him. Uh, okay. Up. All right. Just checking. <laughs> Because I know we're doing everything in the opposite direction of what Bill would have done. That's what we're doing now because it was so horrible around these parts for 20 years. Uh, all right, what else? Well, Sean? Greg, uh, Bill may not be alone because Dan Orlovsky is saying Jaden Daniels should be your number one overall pick. 
I have not thought that Caleb Williams was a lock at number one because I thought Drake May would be the guy. I was wrong in that. Jaden Daniels should be the guy. If I were the Chicago Bears right now, I would take Jaden Daniels out of LSU. That is not a knock on Caleb Williams. That is a plus. Jaden Daniels. I think number one, when you watch all these guys play, the best thrower, the best guy against man coverage, ball placement-wise, is Jaden Daniels. Okay, can I say guy, something here? Yeah. Ricky, I don't know if you can co-sign with this, but... Didn't Dan Orlovsky criticize Justin Fields, and he took a lot of heat? Ever since Dan Orlovsky criticized Justin Fields, any quarterback that is uh, in any way a uh, similar player, all of a sudden Dan Orlovsky's like, he's the greatest player of all time. <laughs> Jaden Daniels is not better than Caleb Williams. Like, it's there's not a chance in hell Caleb Williams isn't the number one overall pick in this draft. Go back to how you felt at the beginning of last year. There are there are extenuating circumstances. Joe Burrow came out of nowhere and is a great quarterback in the NFL. But by and large, the people that are the flashes in the pans, the Trey Lances, the Zach Wilsons of the world, that all of a sudden appear as these unbelievable can't-miss prospects, yeah. often suck in the NFL. I only listen, when it comes to mock drafts, I only listen to the professor. Professor, what, do you, you. what do you say? Yeah, uh, I am not not nearly as high on Jaden Daniels as uh, Dan Orlovsky. I think it's a, a the most fraudulent statement in draft speak to say that Jaden Daniels is the best thrower of the football in this draft. There's about four mm. other guys I would put ahead of Jaden Daniels when it comes to purely throwing the football. Is he a great athlete? Sure, but I, he's basically, in my opinion, the same as Michael Penix. One's really good throwing from the pocket. The other's a really good runner. You take your pick. They're really good at one thing, but that's about it that they're really good at. Yeah, but Jaden Daniels can throw the ball because he threw the ball well when he was a You love him. He was a freshman and sophomore at Arizona State, and he threw the football very well. He was well. fine at Arizona I, I State. If you go back it, and watch it, him it, at Arizona State, well, I he did wasn't that good. I, I did watch him at Arizona State. I would say this. The thing that I like is that all three guys are like, I still think Caleb's the best, but all three, the other two are not like, Miles away from Caleb Williams, so I think they're all like in the same. You type have a of reasonable chance with uh, with all three of them. Bingo, and that's the thing. There was there was talks of at one point in time Drake may be in the number one overall pick. Yeah. Now we're hearing Jane. It's not like it's not like we really haven't heard anybody but Caleb Williams for about two years. Now. No, 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 no. But I'm saying like early in the season before the season started, like Drake Drake May's name was kind of being thrown around as like, oh, he might be the guy and when you look it's not like remember it was trevor lawrence and then really kind of like justin fields and then everybody else yeah yeah it, they're like they were all running neck and neck you know what i mean okay. but it was right. really trevor lawrence a big pile of crap and everybody else trevor lawrence was like the generational player we heard about like Andrew yeah Black. yeah yeah but it's not like that this year i think all three of those guys are kind of like right there with caleb in the front a little bit all right that is they said it from jet blue park here in Fort Myers, coming up on the show this morning, our last one here at the ballpark, we will be joined by Tristan Cassis at 8.30 and by Craig Breslow, the, the new man in charge here, at around 9.40 on this morning's show. Right now, it is Courtney and what is trending this hour. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Cape Cod Lumber. The Bruins looked like they were going to give another one away. After jumping out to a 3-0 start, the Golden Knights came back to make it a game. Mason Lowry was the star of this one. He had the game winner with five minutes to go, while Morgan Geeky had his first career hat trick. Here's Mason after the win. 
I mean, unbelievable. First one here at the Garden, so uh, one I'll remember forever. But, I mean, kind of just blacked out after I saw that it went in. The Sox beat the Tigers 5-2 yesterday. Garrett Whitlock got the start. He went three innings. He gave up a run on three hits while striking out six. The Sox now have the Twins on deck. First pitch is at 1.05 today. Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming will be on the call on the Shaws and Star Market WEEI Red Sox Radio Network. You can- Curtis, uh, would you like to delay your flight and stick around and enjoy the ball game with me today? Oh, you know what? I, I have I have to. a seat for you if you'd like to. I would love to, but I, I have promised James chocolate. Mm. So okay. I have to be home at 3. I mean, JetBlue, I think I might even be early. I don't know if they've ever been I hope so that they don't delay. I, I will is home. this is this the longest period of time you've been away from your son since his birth? No, last year when I was uh they were down in Florida for a while. So, okay. but this is like I don't that was the lump stage as you put it. Yeah. Like he's a human now. Now he's talking to you on the phone, uh, he's missing you. Uh, it's I, torture. I have never missed anything more in my life. Uh, well, you'll be back home. Daddy's coming home soon. Yes. That's yeah. a, that same message I have for the ladies in the yes. seaport. Zach. <laughs> Can you at least give it a second yeah. before my, after my son talks? Yeah, James is listening uh, this morning. Is. Zaddy's coming back. To Zaddy will be back ladies. Sunday, ladies. Yes. You're going to walk in the front door. James is going to be like, Zaddy. Uh. The Celtics are welcoming the Mavericks to town tonight. Tip is at 730 for this one. Not sure if Dallas will be in full force because Luka is listed as questionable with an ankle sprain and a broken nose. The season injury report is clean. And that trending was brought to you by Cape Cod Lumber, your local Schrock dealer. That is what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. All right. It is currently 23 degrees in Boston, a sunny afternoon high in the mid-40s. Right here, Greg, a perfect day for a ball game. 66 now going up to the mid-80s here in Mm. lovely Fort Myers. All right. Courtney has today's news coming up next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Do you remember? Do you remember? When we met that summer. Two kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I had one wish. But she's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. Pop marmalade, spick and span Met you one summer and it all began You're the best girl that I ever did see The 
great Larry Bird jersey 33. When you take a sip, <laughs> you like a hornet. What are you laughing at? I love the lyrics uh, of this song. Oh, the great Larry Bird jersey yeah. 33. Yeah. Lyrical genius. <laughs> Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. <laughs> it's so cheesy. So good. It's so bad. Mm, well, it's looking like it is going to be another beautiful day here oh, yeah. in Southwest Florida. We got really lucky with the weather. Three beautiful days. Perfect. On our trip to spring training. And we got a lot to come on the show this morning, including Tristan Cassis of the Boston Red Sox. We'll be here at 830 this morning. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Uh, if Wiggy's right and these guys have a uh, why not us or a uh, you and an, an FU type attitude, yeah. then we'll be able to hear that. I'm sure from him at 830. And the the new chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox, Craig Breslow, will join us for the first time, the first front office report, if you will, at 940 before we get out of here today. So a lot to get to. I know, Courtney, uh, before the news, I guess you had, uh, you had asked for a moment or two to uh, address Nipplegate. And, yeah. Uh, I'm fine with that if you want to address that now. I mean, if you follow us on the Greg Hill Show, WEEI, you'll see different uh, behind-the-scenes photos of uh-huh. us um, you know, enjoying our time here in Florida. And uh-huh. we took a photo with Nick Pavetta yesterday. Yeah. Nick Pavetta. And um, there was some comments about my nipples being hard okay. in the photo. And I know that Were there comments about my nipples being hard? Uh, no, just that your chest was... A barely, yes. a barely, yeah, 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 yeah. That you were puffing out your chest, um, and I just want to say it was a crease in my top. Nipples okay. were not hard during that period of time. Okay, they may be hard during the ice bucket challenge at nine a.m. Yeah. You can compare and contrast then, I guess. But um, I have no problem if your nipples get hard. It's something you cannot control. Right. But yesterday, that was just a crease in my in my top. It had okay. nothing to do with Nick Pavetta. And uh, like a relentless barrage of comments about your erect nipples. Yeah, and there's I, two guys who's like. So Whole purpose on our Instagram account is to come at me about my style, about how dumb I am, whatever. These two idiots wouldn't know style if it slapped them across the face. Uh-huh. Like they, if you, if unless you are Anna Wintour, I do not care what you think about my clothing style. Wait, like, do you know? Who Anna, I have no idea, you have no idea who, who, Anna who Anna Wintour is. Nope. I thought she was gonna say like Vera Wang or you know Versace. I'm like, who's uh, yeah. Michael Kors? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that. I've heard that. I've never heard of Anna Anna Lynn Kors. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. No, Anna, Anna, Anna Wintour. Oh, Anna Wintour. Isn't, Anna Wintour. isn't she Vogue? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, she's Vogue. Yeah. Did you ever watch The Devil Wears Prada? Uh, Anne good Hathaway movie. movie. Meryl Streep. Maybe a long, long Meryl Streep plays uh, right. supposedly an Anna Wintour type character. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So I just found it very interesting. You know, you like to go scroll through the comments and, uh-huh. you know, erect nipples were right. trending. <laughs> okay. They were trending. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they weren't. If they are, I have no problem right. you know, admitting that. But I they were not. That. It was just a crease in the top. Okay. And everybody's trying to make something out of me thinking, you know, Nick Pavetta's hot. My friends were texting and the Twitchers thought that. So I was just relaying the message. He's okay. a handsome young man. Whoa. My nipples Twitch are people. always erect. <laughs> the tw- Twitch people felt like Nick Pavetta was a very attractive man. Yeah, so did yeah. my mom. Okay. Wiggy had no comment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, he's a good dude. But you did finally last <laughs> night, I think when we were driving back from Oren Iron, admit that there is one man that you find attractive. Uh, I don't know if I find him attractive. You said, you said that. that. You I did. Said, yeah. I said he's Direct a, quote. I said he's a good-looking brother. Right. And that would be Idris Elba. I, right. I believe you said handsome. No. I said it's okay for you brother. to say that. Is I, that just, li- hey, I think you said sexy. I just, we're, bring, every, we're bringing you along. We're everybody you along. can you know, judge people how they are. Uh-huh. Right. When I look at guys, I'm just like, hey, mate, hey, look. 
like he does all right with the ladies. I know, but it's okay to say uh, another man is handsome. Yeah, for uh, you it is. Uh, it's okay. all good for everybody, you know. Okay. I think you said Idris was say, sexy, but I none of my business. I would say handsome. I would say a good-looking brother. Okay. Uh, you know, right. you know. The other night we went to uh, dinner at Capitol Grill. Wiggy, really handsome in that gray shirt. Yes, oh. you look great. Wiggy, yeah, you look fantastic. Well, I appreciate yep. it. Yeah, you look good. All right. Um, we had a great time last night at Or and Iron. I want to thank all of you who came out and hung out for a long time last night. We appreciate that. Great spot. Thanks to everybody over there for hosting us last night, and it was a it was a lot of fun. So I think we'll if we if we're back here again next year for spring training, we'll make that a, a part of the an annual part of what what we do down here. I Love think it. It was great. Um, let's get to Courtney and to today's news. It's time for. There's nothing our nations can't achieve if we do it together. I really mean it. The news. Let's go late, lick the world. Let's get it done. With your host, Courtney Cox. Schmear campaign of the of the Celtics. The news is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health, the experts in men's sexual health, with four locations, including their newest in Woburn, with appointments as early as 7 a.m. Visit NortheastMensHealth.com for more. Well, I think our society is doomed. On WEEI. There's an investigation underway after a 33-year-old woman was found seriously injured in the middle of Pleasant Street, a busy road in Drakeit on Monday night. Mm. Police say that they received a call from the woman asking for help. So they found Jeez. her there. They're asking the public for help now to try to figure this out. She doesn't remember what happened or doesn't she was hurt, so. hurt too badly? Yeah. Or, really? Um, so we can hear from Drakeit Police Chief Peter Bartlett on BZ. We're not sure if this involved a motor vehicle. We're not really sure at this point as to what transpired. We're hoping that uh, with the volume of people that uh, are generally around in that area, that somebody would have seen something. Mm. Very, very weird. Where's the surveillance cameras from different shopping plazas or anything else going on on that street? It just seems bizarre. Weird. Okay. And not to add to Wiggy's flying anxiety ahead of today's flight, but an American Airlines flight that took off from JFK headed for Spain was forced to divert to Logan Airport uh, on Wednesday because of a cracked windshield. Mm. Uh, The flight landed safely around 10.14 p.m. at Logan and it taxied to the gate under its own power. American Airlines said the jet was taken out of service uh, by their maintenance team for observation. (laughs) No one was hurt, but passengers were forced to spend the night in Boston. Mm. We can hear from one of those passengers, Nico Moreno on BZ. The type of solution they give you is very minimal in terms of you don't make up for the money I lose when I miss my job. You don't make up for the time I lose for everything I have at home, all the situations, no? And all the situations these people have. Well, they give you like a voucher for a, a free soda the next time you fly. <laughs> or, don't throw that out. That's an uh, IOU. <laughs> um, I mean, really, they don't do anything to really make up. The guy's right. Like, I mean, they, you know, people waste hours. Uh waiting for these planes to arrive and land and take off. I I do, if my guy, Troop Parkinson, uh, with the Fenway Sports Group is listening this morning, Curtis, I think, has a brilliant sponsorship opportunity here at the ballpark. Uh, You brought it up to me yesterday. Uh, Uh, Fair. Okay. Uh, Ken, I did not decide to bring this up, but I would say if there is a rain delay here, brought to you by 
JetBlue. I think that's a fantastic idea. Uh, rain today's rain delay at JetBlue Park brought to you by JetBlue. And what what you do is is you yes. set a reschedule date that's in fact inaccurate, okay. and then you recorrect yourself several okay. times. All like right. like when you're on the tarmac and you're the captain of the plane, and uh. you know that the delay is not due uh-huh. to the excessive number of checked bags. Uh. Like that is the dumbest thing in the world. But because Americans are dumb, they're like, oh, okay, check bags take three hours to load. I have heard if your flight gets delayed and uh-huh. it gets delayed to a round number uh-huh. to like 10 o'clock on the dot 10 30 10 40 not a good sign you want your delay to be like 10 19 really? 10 23 so if it's a round zero, number expect multiple delays or cancellations. so they're zero yes they're it's fraudulent if they just give you a round number right yeah right. see but i don't get this, this is what it, it amazes me and i don't know the government they got issues but this is one thing that they should be doing you should have to, as an airline company, have to have new planes every five years. It, it, that should just be because that's just the, it costs. They cost millions and millions of dollars. How much like, money do I, these airlines make? Billions and billions of well, dollars, well, right? And I, and our life well, is in their hands. So we should be getting on planes that we know are no older than five years. Really? Like that should be what the standard should be. I mean, be. do you feel that? Do you feel the same way about automobiles? No, because I, automobiles are different. An automobile. <laughs> and guess what? If the uh, if the engine dies out in an automobile, you just pull off the side of the road. Well, that's it, not. I mean, people have access. Accidents based on faulty uh, automobile parts. Right, all- but guess where you, you know what you're on? You're on four wheels and you're on the ground. If the engine dies on an airplane, you're 30,000 feet in the air, and so when you come down, it ain't going to be easy. Mm. So it should be no no more. If, you're, if the plane is older than five years, it should not be able to to fly, especially mm. commercial with people getting on planes. It's I think a, it's going to cost you a fortune. Uh, it already does cost a fortune. That's my point. It's going to cost you a fortune to fly. That's all right. It already cost me a fortune. Right, Anyways, it's going to cost a double fortune. Then I, you know what? But guess what? When I step on the plane, I have a peace of mind mm. that I'm on a a new airplane, okay, and now I'll pay the extra money for that. All right. Well, that would uh, if Wiggy were to be president, that would be what he would do. Number it, one on my and list. That, and that brief diversion from the news was brought to you by JetBlue. JetBlue. <laughs> All right. What else, Courtney? Uh, Miriam De Almeida is being held on twenty five hundred dollar bail after she allegedly robbed the South Boston Rockland Trust around mm. eleven a.m. on Wednesday. Okay. Oh. So I believe that Mitch has a video of the surveillance of this going down for those on Twitch. Uh, Police say that she told the teller, hurry up, make this quick, give me any money you can, and don't be slow. Okay. Then she took off, and a good Samaritan driving by saw that she had red smoke coming yeah. from her clothing that yeah. was of course from the cash right from the uh, dye, dye pack, pack. Yep. The, yeah yeah, yeah. I, uh, that, I mean if you see somebody walking around or running and there's red smoke coming out of their sweatshirt they probably robbed a bag well would... this good samaritan followed her for a bit then yeah. parked his car got out tackled her what? told others to call 911 really yep and that's how police were able to get her we hero yeah guy's a hero yeah they give him a reward well they should south boston should be thanking this guy he we can hear from the good samaritan on bz somebody come out puffing with smoke out of their jacket running across and dropping what believe what i could see was money 
<laughs> she was dropping the money too. Yeah, right. She That's just great. She grabbed that thing quick. Uh, that is Eleven a.m. I know too. Bro- it's right on the like it's on Broadway. It's where the the Burger King is, right across uh, the street. Like, from that. Also, okay. uh, like, have we not reached the point? Like, does uh, like what idiot doesn't know that they put a dye pack, like a smoking dye pack, in the money when they give it to you at the bank? Well, the same idiot that had no plan but to just run <laughs> aimlessly right. after they well, got I the know, money. They, like they've done that. They've been doing that for decades. Yeah. Like, and clearly, the idiot that had no research into how they're properly going to rob the bank. Yeah. You know, you think you'd have a layout of how it, you know, right. you watch the movies. They usually got a layout of how we're going to do things. Yeah, you gotta, you have to have a getaway driver. That's it. Did, did movies uh, like the town create an uptick in this? I'm not asking that jokingly. Like, do, do, when you see the town, they do it so well. So yeah. seamlessly. So seamlessly. Like, was there an uptick of people that thinking that they could be the next like, Well, I think it was robber? already in Charlestown. It yeah. was already going on. Yeah. You know, hence why they did, No, I know, yeah, but like, it, it, movie, it, it was but, that movie was a massive hit. I mean, yeah. you, it seemed like, okay, wait for the Brinks truck. Boom. You got three guys there. You got the car waiting for you on Hanover Street and get yeah. the hell out. That debate rages on. Will rage on forever. Departed or the or the town. It's got to be the town. We've covered it many times on this program, but I I, I used to think it was the departed. I lean toward the departed. I really yeah. do. I really do. The but. departed like is like the original. The town yeah. came after that, which was a very very good I, movie. I think the town's more quotable. There's more quotes. There's some great lines. Yeah. Uh, There's some. But great the departed that's, that's has a tough one. The departed has Leo. Yeah. And, J- yeah, and Jack. And Jack. And Jack's that's, character was spectacular. It's, like, it's not going to be me, you, and Shine playing house. <laughs> but that's why, though, the town did not have that star power. And if it's close, it means the town was a better movie. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I mean, Jeremy if, Renner was a pretty big star. Right, but you time. didn't have. You had Wahlberg, Baldwin, Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, yes. Yeah, Sheen. Sheen. I mean, yeah. that, that was a. A plus plus cast, but Jack yeah. Jack is so good. Like when you look at the town and you look at different characters, and you go, the Jack uh, with Jack Nichol- Nicholson or Nicholas. I always get him confused. Me too. I always <laughs> get Nicholas them is confused the golfer. Too. Nicholson is the Nicholson. <laughs> but what hit, name? It, have you ever yeah, got no, I any always, any name correct that, ever it, in person or or those are, in, in, in on the phone or uh, some of them? Okay. I get it, Alba, right? But okay. those names uh, are always so confusing. Yeah. What, what, what were the uh, names? Of the two, uh, the the two people that were not part of the show at our dinner last last. Night. I don't know, okay. but anyways, <laughs> the 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 character. Do you know the name of our head of sales who was at dinner with us last night? Yes, Mike Loftus. Oh, hey! nice. And I know his last name because my old football coach was uh, was actually his name was John Loftus. Okay, so that's how you remember that. That's how yeah, I remember. That, okay. But little the, trick, the little Jack trick. Nicholson. His character was so good. But his wife or white lady friend's Boston accent, that's the town. The town well, over there. But the, him, he, like, the way he was, he kind of, to me, you look at the acting. That scene with the cocaine was, like, spectacular. Yeah. The yeah. way he acted in that movie, you were like, I could also, see him being, I, minor, I could see that being a real person. Minor, minor point for some, not for me, because I have watched every film or television program ever created the soundtrack is 10 times better in the departed than it is in the town yes okay and that's important like some of those scenes mm-hmm. like the the tail does the, the yeah call off the tail uh like the, the it's important the way the music is and uh do you have a history the, in music uh i'm a, I'm a musicologist <laughs> oh, okay i don't know if you know that or not. i haven't 
But they use uh, "Give Me Shelter" from the Stones in the okay. Departed. Key, very key, pivotal scene. What? Don't you think that a lot of the town though are places where you recognize more so than the Departed? Like I, like the flower shop in the town, yeah. the hardware store in Southie. Yeah, and yeah, when yeah. he goes, he's like, you know, if you've got a problem with that, five five one Bunker Hill Street, come by any time. Yeah, like yeah. everything about it is just the scene inside Fenway Park when they're oh. like, your sister lives at this address. Yeah. Oh, but t- the town was so mm. brilliant. You might uh, poll poll question, Jack. Two good movies, yeah, better wanna... movie. Have we not done that before? I, I mean, we, okay. has it stopped us? Be- Belichick Brady coming up. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, fine. Put the poll up, Jackson. Fine. Put up um, the poll. Put up the poll. Call off the tail. <laughs> Call off the tail. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We're at JetBlue Park, and we will be joined by Tristan Cassis at 830 and Craig Breslow at around 930, 940 or so. And we'll be right back with Courtney's news, including the dumbest of the day. And uh, this luckily did not happen when Curtis was kindly driving us around yesterday, but a little bit of a an incident for a guy, a tourist driving in Hawaii, which we will get to during the dumbest of the day coming up soon. On WEEI. Speaking of Courtney, you, you milked the full week and a half out of this. You're, you're staying through the weekend, right? I actually yesterday moved my flight up. Oh, so I was supposed to leave Sunday night. I'm actually leaving tomorrow night. Oh, I what? miss my husband and my dog. But I thought you said Santo had a boys' weekend. He does, but they're coming back Sunday morning. My flight wasn't until Sunday night. I want to be home when they get there. Oh, I'm oh, just, that is so nice. And I also like I've got laundry to do. I need oh. to I need to get back into my life. Oh, I oh. love Florida. I would yeah. move here, but my, but back if to, Harry and Santo were here, tell Santo do the laundry. Uh, Santo does laundry. Yep. Mm. Do you have a problem with that? No, you said you had laundry to do. <laughs> I know that that's a woman's job. No, no, no. I was actually yeah. helping that's you out. Si- that sissy Santo does yeah. laundry. I was actually helping you out. The you said like... you had laundry to do. I was like, well, tell. I do the laundry, so I was like, tell Santo to do it. <laughs> then you gotta. Then you ain't gotta rush back. Mm, that's true. I'm trying yeah. to Sando help you says, out. Get her back in the kitchen. <laughs> All right, uh, back to the news. Uh, well, when Mayor Wu is in meeting with the entire seaport to talk about the migrant situation uh-huh. in the office buildings. Um, she has announced the initiative to put a bus lane down the middle of Blue Hills Ave. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so there'll be a bus lane right down the middle of it. Yeah, and it seems like uh, a big undertaking, but don't worry. It's only $44 million. Oh, that's it? That's it. $44 mil. $44 million. Uh, yep. The city has to put a, a, a bus lane down the middle of Blue Hill Ave? Yes, if you're watching on Twitch right now, Mitch has put up the drawings um, of what is expected to take place. Uh, $44 million? <laughs> uh, I, I, I know. I, what, what, am I crazy? What? what? Of all the dumb things, <laughs> like this may be the dumbest, the single dumbest idea I've ever heard. Do you think the people who are going to schools along Blue Hill Ave, who live there. Didn't we just have a Roxbury Community Center completely overtaken by people using it to live, not exercise in the community? Mm -hmm. The things that we're doing to support something that at, let's believe everybody, okay? Let's say global warming is here to stay and we have to stop it. The notion that this is going to in any way curb people's ability to get to work or get people off cars into buses 
is laughably insane. Um, All it's going to do is create gridlock yes. by removing lanes of traffic. It's going to preclude people's ability to get to work on time, and it's going to cause people to idle, therefore doing the exact opposite of the attendant consequences. Just imagine, um, imagine what you could do when it comes to the schools in Dorchester or Roxbury, all, all along Blue Hill Ave. With forty-four million dollars yep. for the for the kids who are going to school, imagine what you could do right. with that money. The budget I, cuts that exist simultaneously to creating some budgetary space for forty-four million dollars for a bus lane. This is the single dumbest period of human history. Could you imagine looking at all the problems we have in Boston, all the problems in Dorchester, anywhere? And you say, you know what the most important thing is when you're at home, right? Mm-hmm. You have to pay the you gotta pay the mortgage, you gotta pay for food. Everything else comes in. They're paying for a vacation to Tahiti. Right. When they have the houses on fire. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. And it's these it's these tantrums that they have or that she has mm. over people using public transportation. It's like she's standing there jumping up and down. And 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 uh, her her feet slamming her feet on the floor, saying, "I'm going to force everybody to use public transportation, whether they want to use it or not." Like and the street's I, already big enough. If you go down Blue Hill Ave, I think it's what three lanes. If it goes all the way down to Mattapan Square, so if they want to put it in the center, then they're going. I think they're going to eliminate a lane, so it's just going to be more of a. Yeah. Mess they're going to take right. up that major corridor from Mattapan Square to Grove Hall in Dorchester. Mm-hmm. She's saying it's going to make it safer and more efficient for not only bus riders, pedestrians, but also drivers. More what efficient, what, yeah. in the and world, safer. Yeah, it's not safer uh, when she's being driven around because uh, there might be an accident, but. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to go to Florida for the next story. Okay. And now. It's one of those only in Florida type of stories. <laughs> Another edition of. Come to Miami. Florida. Florida. Not like the rest of us. The people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns. On WEEI. Oh, they don't close Florida. A wild video is making its rounds on social media. Mitch has it for all those watching on Twitch right now. A couple in a golf cart in Ave Maria, Florida. Is that near here? Yes. Oh, okay. a bit, a Very close, actually. Okay. Uh, was chased by an alligator. Mm. The gator starts chomping at them, causing oh. them to swerve and almost end up in the water uh, on no, the course. No, th- no thank you. It, going I, right I, into his den, basically. Uh, yeah, no thank you. Um, oh, look at that thing gets close. Yeah. Uh, no thank you. And we do have the audio of this all going down from the video oh my god (laughs) (laughs) well at least she's laughing about it i don't don't know that i would be laughing about it it's a risk it's a risk when you're playing golf it is and doug just corrected me they're 40 miles south ave maria college is in naples that's what i was thinking i yeah okay Okay. Uh, Oprah Winfrey will leave the board of Weight Watchers after almost 10 years following her admission that she is using Ozempic. Unbelievable. Um, she informed- I, This is unbelievable. <laughs> this woman is considered by many to be the most trusted person in America. Mm-hmm. She's been on the board of directors of Weight Watchers. She has uh, a massive amount of stock that they gave her. Yep. And she's been telling everybody that she's not using Ozempic. 
Uh, she was using Weight Watchers for a long time, and then when she started using Ozempic and it okay. worked, she told everybody. Okay, finally she told everybody. Yeah. And now they're saying you have to get off the board of directors. Yeah, she said she's not going to run for re-election, and okay. she's, you know, been there since 2015, and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Okay. All right, Oprah. All right. Have you seen any of, these, she looks great. any of these doctors <laughs> that have talked about the absolute perils of Ozempic and yes. how, like, it continues to get worse, like... There is not a pill you can take that immediately cures a hangover. Mm -hmm. There's not a pill you can take that allows you to eat cheeseburgers and fries and get six-pack abs. Like, there's just certain things that there's we can't get. There's a shot you could take to help you lose weight. Right. <laughs> but, and it's helping a lot of people. Like, yeah. No, no, I no, think stop, that's stop, getting, Courtney. Courtney it, it is. It is. That are, that are Curtis, diabetic. you don't know what you're talking about when it's it comes to this. It's helping a lot of people. It, you don't, what, you don't. How, how do you know? Huh? How because do you know? they do it at uh, Transition Medical Weight Loss. They take Ozempic? No, they allow. They, they, I, I'm not sure if it's Ozempic. It might be Wagovi. Wagovi or. or um, there's the, another one I'm it begins with an M. Yeah, Manjoro. Yeah, Manjoro. Yeah. Okay. So there, there, there are at a lot of these weight loss places. They are they're medically obviously prescribed and everything. So okay, it helps. But people, Curtis, Curtis is saying their appetite. Okay. But there's no shortcut. But, it, it, but it's, it's the in food life, there noise. Aren't shortcut. It's the food noise. The people, food noise. Yes. What is the food it noise? Is, Some people cannot cannot stop thinking about what they're going to have for yes. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I can't. It's I can't a, stop okay, thinking so about it. This would help. I yes. control it, it, it the food demon. That. And you could use it a little bit yeah. to help, you know. Are you it, saying I'm fat? Well, oh, no, but it helps geez. with... It, 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 so it, you it said it, not us. It, it helps with your cravings. Shine from the top rope. It helps with your cravings. Shine's on issue, a diet, I, tell you. I have bad metabolism. That's my issue. I, 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 got, I got that. My grandfather was fat. My father was fat. Wiki, bad, Wiki. Bad here's, here's why we bad know. Bad metabolism. Here's why we know. We have a person on this show who is... Is not, losing weight. You're helping my no, no, side of the he's, argument. He's, with he's losing weight because he went to a weight loss uh, company yeah. to help put him on a program. Yeah, right. Yes. He's not doing it on his own. So there are a lot but of he people. He is doing it. He's he's not taking a pill. No, no, no. He is changing his lifestyle yes. and his diet. But he you, Which has been the answer for no. dieting for the as long but, as there's been humans on, on the planet. But the thing is, is not everybody can do it on their own. That's why Shime went to a place. If Shime could lose the weight on his own, he wouldn't be doing what right. he's doing now. I, okay. I, I, I agree. I'm not saying anybody so, it should not seek help or other things i'm saying simply the issue with with oprah is that people see oprah yeah and they thought it was through a weight a long-term weight loss lifestyle change right. when in reality it was just medicine that helped but her she admitted eat. it yeah she admitted Finally. that okay yeah right okay good. she stayed on the board the whole time of weight watch well i don't think that she she's let been everybody taking think... ozempic for years no, but I... she let everybody think it was weight watch it was in the beginning yeah okay. all right yeah, and all she right. was up and down. She was right. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, like an elevator. Uh, all right, we got. We have to take a break. Oh, okay. We will get to. We have a couple news stories left. We have dumbest of the day. Okay, we'll get to that. Coming up, um, uh, Jackson has informed me that the poll is fifty-fifty on Departed or the town being better. Oh, okay. I think somebody in the Twitch chat screwed the poll up. They said, "What's better, the Departed or Goodwill Hunting?" Oh, yeah, that's a whole different. That's a whole different topic of discussion. <laughs> we are. At, we're at JetBlue Park. One more day here at spring training in Southwest Florida. We will be right back. The cash spending is a big fixation of mine. Thirty-first last year, twenty-seventh three years prior. Have you been given assurances by Robert or others that you guys will have the freedom to spend this offseason to bring in talent and free agency? We're bringing in talent 1,000%. 
Have a lot of cap space. Love it. And cash. Yeah. Ready to burn some cash. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance. Shy, why you got to ruin my mood? I know it was my lead, and but the sun is shining. Uh, the, the Red Sox are about to be back in Boston. Baseball is about to be back. And, and now I have to flash back to yesterday afternoon when my day was nearly ruined. Uh, because somebody told Gerard Mayo he needs to walk back the comments that he made on this show a month or so ago about spending money. We should call it the Greg Hill Show Moonwalk. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had Sam Kennedy calling everybody liars, walk that back, and then you have uh, Gerard Mayo. And it is so disappointing where it's like, if the Patriots front office spent a fraction of the time they do trying to improve their reputation and sully that of others on the actual roster... The Patriots might have a chance this year. Like, the obsession about saying what you're going to do or what you're not going to do. Just do it. Make the team better. Who cares what you say if it's not followed through with actions that back up what you're saying? It's irrelevant. Well, yeah, the- so, I mean, if you missed it, you missed my lead or you missed it yesterday, Gerard Mayo mm. um, walking back those comments with Karen Garigian at Mass Live and, and saying that he misspoke misspoke on this show does that sound like so, someone who's misspeaking no i so the question is what did did he misspeak was he just having fun and i think he was having I, fun i it was he was just uh you know i, I think I, uh, I uh yesterday afternoon i think i heard mego i think was saying oh you know no big deal he just misspoke i, I it's what? like it's a big deal to me wait it's what like, was that interview a month ago yeah it was a month ago so and cash I, I, yeah, ready to burn yeah, some yeah. cash I, I know stacy james he's the best in the business at what he does as the media director uh vice president of media relations to the patriots I, if if he had said something that was inaccurate and he was misrepresented or wanted to rectify the situation he knows how to con they would have immediately said that's not what he intended to say that's exactly what i was just going to say this interview was so long ago at this point if he misspoke it would have been corrected the next day it would have been corrected that day right he would have come back in and say hey i didn't really mean the we, it wasn't the end of the show and we were still the pl- in there he could have come back and said hey i didn't mean like we're gonna burn some cash like i should i, I shouldn't have said that the fact that it's come out all this time later, after all of the bashing of Bill Belichick, this was Robert Kraft sitting him down saying, hey, we are not going to burn some cash. Yeah, you might be looking at the numbers and, and, and salivating at it, but we are not going to do this in one season. I think he was just having fun, <laughs> and he said that, like, jokingly. It was the pullout like, quote of the interview. It was national yeah, news for right, two days. Right, but I think he was saying it, like, in a joking sense. But I believe. Then why did he feel the need to walk it back? Because I think then he what he got into was a sit-down interview with Karen, and then she probably, you know, I don't know what the how the, the question was exactly phrased to him, and then he, you know, he probably said, well, here's what I really meant on that. Uh, but <laughs> he I do, just met the media, what was that, last week, the introduction of yeah. all the 17 new it's the same way. Yeah. It's the same way yeah. when he sat down with um with uh, with uh Burton, and, you know, he goes, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, yeah, you know, we're going to go with the best player, and, you know, the best position. Okay, you know, that, but that right? was immediately corrected. But that I also believe corrected. this, though. Okay. I believe they are going to spend a lot of money. What? <laughs> so then what's the point of this? What, what I, ha- I, I, don't, I don't know what the point of this is, Wiki, though. I know that you love Gerard Mayo. I understand that, and you want to try to defend him. I, this I is know not, I'm not defending him. It's not even about him. Right, that's my point. It's about the fact that they spent the, the last 10 years letting everybody believe 
that the cheap one in the building was Bill right. Belichick. Okay, it's not. He's not right. It wasn't Bill Belichick. That's why I don't. That's why I. The business is being done by the guy that's in charge. The same way he's done business the last ten years. He just got rid of a guy mm-hmm. that took all the arrows for him, as you would say. Right. Over the last ten years on this stuff. That's why this. That's why I cannot believe. There's no way. My mind is telling me no way. Robert doesn't spend money knowing that if he doesn't. All the criticism is going to be dropped in his lap. Can there's I say, no way. I don't, I just there's something in me telling me that in free agency they're going to be big players. And I think they have to spend this year. We've been over that with the, to be compliant with the CBA. But this reminds me, and it's so unfortunate. We were talking with Lou, who was awesome with us yesterday. Yes, yeah. that check it out. Great take on Cora's future potentially next season. Um, that the Patriots and Red Sox have become way too similar in a really bad way. But this reminds me of full throttle, right? Tom Warner says we're going to go full throttle in free agency. Then that's out there in the ether, as Tom Curran would say, yeah. for a month or two. And then they don't do anything because ownership was more than happy to have that be the narrative as season ticket renewals are up and people are planning you know, their buys for next year. Very similar. Gerard Mayo begins a new era. Mondays, what was it? Mornings with Mayo, Mondays with Mayo, yeah. whatever we're going to call it. Mayo Mondays. Mayo Mondays. And, you know, Spitz was awesome for an hour, spectacular interview. And they allow the we're going to burn some cash to be out there as fans are starting to get their new perspective of the Patriots after Bill Belichick. And then now in like, a, you know, on C-13 after that was the front page story, <laughs> they're sitting down with, with Karen Garigian and getting this, this out. There. I also hope this doesn't change who Gerard Mayo is with the media because I loved how open he was with us. Like, I, I hope that now going into next season, he doesn't reel it in. Like, I, I, I hope that it wasn't. Ro- Are you saying that you understand why maybe Bill didn't answer every question in a polite way and say, uh, you talk, for, <laughs> yeah. talk for two minutes about strategy? Right. Did and Bill everything? ever have to re, re- retake a, a comment that he's ever made not, on any not really no not really. Yeah, but you, you don't I, have to I retract think he is, nothing when you uh, say nothing yeah, yeah i think he will though i think gerard is gonna you know step back a little bit because he's gonna be like even though i might say things that can come off as a little and you know joking at the moment then there's gonna be this walk back because i have to sit down with ownership and they're gonna be like Wait, well, i'm i'm sorry like i i'm sorry that wasn't a joke that was him having the full belief that he was going to be allowed to burn some cash. Right. It was a direct I, question about how they have been in cash spending. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a very sensitive topic within the Patriots organization. There were stories out there that they were the dead last in the last decade in cash spending. Well, you know the great thing? We got, we got what, two weeks. Two weeks when free agency opens up. I believe it's March 14th or 15th, somewhere around there, 13th. It, but I just cannot see Robert because he does. Here's the, the great thing about Mayo is he's not the shield for Robert Kraft like Bill was. Right. So everything other than on the field, on the field, it's going to be Mayo's got a giant, giant, giant microscope on him because every move he makes, people are going to be like, Bill wouldn't have done that. Bill. So like on the field, but like the off the field, the free agency, the drafting stuff. 
all that will fall at the lap of Robert Kraft. There's no way. Robert Ro- and Jonathan. Well, Robert and Jonathan, the Kraft family, however you want to put it. But Robert, have, Jonathan, but, Daniel, uh, Joshua, whoever but they it is. Still, they have Elliot Wolf there, and so if there's an issue, Come, but Greg, they're going to be, Elliot Wolf's going to be standing no, at the top. It's going to be the Krafts. Standing at the top of the stairs, and they got a guy that they can kick down. No, at. they will, but it won't work. Yeah, it won't work. Not with Elliot Wolf. Elliot Wolf is not at, he's not at the level of being the Sam Kennedy of the Red Sox, so he can't be the the sling and arrow taker for them. The, it this is got especially after the you know when the dynasty's all said and done, and the dynasty will all be all said and done. What in a, a couple more weeks, and then people might have a different picture of how they view the crafts. There's no way they're gonna sit there and. They're going to allow all this criticism when it comes to spending money. And it was always on you, Robert. Now that we see it, you're not doing it for Mayo. Mm -hmm. You put all this on Bill. There's no – because Robert, the one thing about Robert, he wants to be liked by everybody. Okay, who do you think told Gerard Mayo that he's not going to be able to burn the cash that he he wants to burn? I think it was Jonathan or Robert. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so they came to him and they said, hey – just a heads up, you said that, and now you're going to have to go back and find a way to retract that and get that out there because yeah. so that everybody's ready for it when we're not spending the money. I just want you to be ready for it. I, I, but when, I, when, when they're, when they're I, I'm telling you. When they're not spending the money, I, I want will you to be, be ready shocked. for it. I will be shocked if they don't spend money. I honestly I, will be. Okay. I, I think they're going to spend, but they're not going to be getting three premium items. They're going to get five to six, you know, one-notch outlet shopping type of guys. They're not like a gonna... juju-type deal that Bill right. would have done. I, see, I would be shocked. They have to get one <laughs> premium item. But who's the premium item that's out there? Well, whether it's a Chris Jones who's available, a oh. Mike Evans is available. If they sign Chris Jones, I will personally drive down to Gillette Stadium and high-five Jonathan Clark. But 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 when I say, but Curtis, what I'm saying is like the expectations are, for me, it's one of those guys, whether it's Mike Evans, Chris Jones, um, I, you know, maybe you throw Michael Pittman Jr. Or, uh, in that category. I just feel like that is the premium, you know, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I hope you're not disappointed. Uh, all right, anyway, um, that is going on while we are here in Fort Myers for spring training. And in just about 15 minutes, we'll be joined here by Tristan Cassis. And at 940, we'll talk to the new chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox, Craig Breslow, here. Lots to talk to him about. Uh, we should quickly, because we teased it, get to the dumbest of the day. Stop being dumb. And now, this woman is stone cold dumb. I'm a dumbass. The dumbest of the day. Try again, dumbass. And we go now to the man who has driven us safely around the Fort Myers area the last three days. Can't thank you enough for that, Curtis. Uh, just to be perfectly, because uh, 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 I want to uh, be transparent. Uh, 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 you weren't in the car, but there was a slight incident last night. Oh, I dropped everybody off at the Cold Stone Creamery. Yeah. And there was a little, like, uh, I don't know what to call it, like a atrium-style parking gizmo where there was a band playing in front of it. And I was like, yeah, I'll pull right in here. Uh For a second, I forgot I was driving an Escalade, and I, like, dinged the building. Oh, no. There's nothing on the car. Oh, okay. (laughs) Was there damage done to the building? Uh, There was. I think that's that's a felony to flee the scene of an accident. I did. I had smoke coming out of my butt as I ran away. It was also a fun conversation to have pulling in this morning when Curtis cut off a a speeding car, and I said the entire 
entire Greg Hill morning show dead in a fiery <laughs> crash heading into JetBlue Park. Uh-huh. And we went through who would be first in the obituary. And we think Wiggy, you know, yeah. Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl Jermaine champion. Wiggins. Jermaine Wiggins. Marconi winner, Greg Hill, and Corny Cox and Curtis. Right. Uh, yeah. No, I think uh, I think Wiggy would be the yeah. if that happened. You'd be the lead. I don't you would yeah. be, You'd be the lead. It's one conversation I don't want to have with no. you. Right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what happened? Uh, we, we listened to everything that happened yesterday, and this may be the dumbest of the day, Curtis. Yeah, thanks to my man Jackson for this story. So we love the GPS driving you into water stories from the office. Well, we had to Hawaii where a Canadian tourist is lucky to be alive after he took a wrong turn on a remote road in Hawaii and drove his rental car off a 60-foot cliff. Damn. He fell out of the vehicles, was washed out to sea, and was rescued by U.S. Coast Guard and firefighters as there was a helicopter that noted him. They picked him up, saved him. The rental car is totally totaled, but this guy was able to be alive as fire crews arrived on the scene of the accident, and they saw a man 100 yards offshore Mm. swimming and screaming for help. Wow. Did the road end at a cliff? Or it was was it night? Was it day? Well, was- GPS is a, I, as someone not humble brag. Been to Hawaii, and uh, when you're driving on some of these roads, they haven't exactly maintained with the Google Maps or right. okay. puts those together. Yeah, so they ain't pro- updated. Yeah, so it probably said a quarter mile left turn, and he just drove right drove off right the off the right off the cliff. But are you right. not looking uh, through your windshield? Like well, you might be looking at the GPS. Right. And also, it is like that Sanibel Bridge we were on yesterday. It is so beautiful driving in Hawaii. You have to remind yourself that you have to look at the road. I understand this yeah. a bit, but All amazing right. that he survived yeah. the 60-foot yeah. fall. The driver right. can't be a sightseer. Yes. Right. And, uh, and they uh, tend to want to be yeah, in a beautiful that, place. Yes, that is true. Right. All right, Curtis, thank you very much. That is the dumbest of the day, and here is Courtney with what is trending this hour. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Timeout Market. The Bruins looked like they were going to give this one away once again. After jumping out to a 3-0 start, the Golden Knights came back and made it a game. Mason Lorai was the star of this one. He had the game winner with five minutes to go while Morgan Geeky had his first career hat trick. The Sox beat the Tigers 5-2 yesterday. Garrett Whitlock got the start. He went three innings. He gave up a run on three hits while striking out six. They've got the Twins on deck today. First pitch is at 105. You can listen to Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Radio Network. You can listen to them on EEI 850 or, as always, on the Odyssey app. And the Celtics are welcoming the Mavericks to town. Tip is at 7.30 for this one. Not sure if Dallas will have Luka. He's listed as questionable with an ankle sprain and broken nose. The C's injury report is clean. And with 14 unique food concepts, some of Boston's top chefs, two bars with a wide selection of craft cocktails, wines, and New England's top local brewers, plus lots of events happening too, Time Out Market uh, Boston showcases the best of the city under one roof. That is what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. All right, Courtney, it is currently 68 degrees in Fort Myers, afternoon high of 82. Back home, 26, sunny afternoon high of 44. This is the Greg Hill Show, live from Red Sox Spring Training at JetBlue Park on WEEI. I got my toes in the water, ass in the sand. Not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. Life is good today. Life is good today Well, a plane touched down Just about three o'clock And the city's still on my mind Bikinis and palm trees Danced in my head I was still in the baggage line It's going to be tough to go back It's beautiful here At JetBlue Park 
spring training with the Boston Red Sox on this show, day number three. And we'll be joined in just a couple minutes by Tristan Cassis, talk a little baseball mm-hmm. with him, and then Craig Breslow, the chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox, coming up at 9.30, thereabouts, 9.30, 9.40 or so. This is Dave from New Bedford. Hey, Dave, good morning. What's up? Good morning, everybody. Um, I don't know if you guys get the chance to watch the two episodes that dropped last night of the documentary, uh, The Dynasty. Yep. Uh, Boy, I'll tell you, this is a total hit piece on Bill Belichick. I told you. Have I not not been telling you that? That's the intent of the whole thing. Greg, it is unbelievable. The worst part about it, you know, I I don't know how many people watch this, so I'm not going to give a lot of stuff away. When Jonathan Kraft talked about the Aaron Hernandez situation, and then they go to Bill and he says, well, I already talked about that. I'm not going to go into it. He does himself no favors at all by declining to say anything and letting them crap all over him. This is unbelievable. This is not a docuseries on the dynasty. This is a let us show you what we had to deal with with the 20 years and what he did, and we had to – fix this situation because of everything he this is unbelievable this is it's, crazy it's, it's, it's so crazy too because it's really it, we can say robert and yes he paid for it it's really a this has been a battle between jonathan and bill yep that's been the fight and this is a guy in jonathan craft who's coming in like a white knight his father's in europe oh. and jonathan craft decides the fate of aaron hernandez like <laughs> So, I don't care what you think of Bill Belichick, my opinions on him are well established. Yeah. He did more in his pinky for the Patriots winning six Super Bowls than Jonathan Kraft did in his entire life. And what an ungrateful guy whose billion-dollar life has been created in large part by the person he's smearing. It's un as I I've been saying all along it's untoward or you, you during your lead this morning you 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 described it with another word that was perfect. I, I just uh, think it is beneath what, them. It's, but I can't remember I, I what I can't remember what I said. Uh, but but it's just it's it like it, it's it, it, it people know what Bill did. Fans know what Bill did. You're not going to change history. You know, like when I was talking about 1984 and the minister of truth, like you're not rewriting history as if the guy was some abject failure that you had to boot out of here. Like, give me a break. And if anybody thought that Aaron Hernandez was actually a serial killer, they would have kicked him off the team. Correct. There are things in hindsight, like, for example, just a quick personal anecdote. I'm an alcoholic. Looking back on the sound that you hear from me now, it's clear I was drunk. But in the moment, you might have just thought I was dumb or stammering. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, everything's so clear when you know the cause. Yeah. When you don't have the cause, everything's in play. And it's the one thing that, the and I, I wouldn't spoil it, but it's the one thing that Jonathan <laughs> says that really stands out about what Bill would have did. Yeah, and that whole situation. That is a great point. With yeah. that was the one thing you were like, "Whoa, whoo wait!" So, and, and that was just where you were like, "Damn!" That's when you when you knew they were throwing and, and, Bill way under the bus. And I don't buy that Bill would have done that thing. Yeah, I I, I don't. Yeah, um, yeah. It's but I, we can all agree if Bill thought he could have prevented the murder of Odin Lloyd, 
he would have done it, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, yes. And the other thing with, with what the caller Dave in New Bedford, just the point he made, Bill Belichick didn't know what these guys were saying. And I think Bill Belichick did what he's done his whole life, which is he addressed it, and he's not going to keep talking about it because what he felt was said yeah. in the immediate aftermath of the release of Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. No, he went into it not understanding what the what it was going to be, I don't think, the project. I, I think he went into it and said, I don't know why he did it. I think he must have felt like he was going to be here this season when he when he did it. Well, he thought it was I mean, be a I, football thing. I'm telling you, that's what he thought. He thought going into this, it'll be a football thing, X's and O's, how the dynasty was started. And then once he, they start throwing these questions, he's like, no, I'm not talking about that. But then he doesn't know what everybody else is saying behind the scenes because everybody's doing their own thing. And, yeah. Greg, if I were the interviewer with Jonathan Kraft, I would have turned that right around on him. And I would have said, Jonathan, so you felt in good conscience – that you could have the highest paid coach in all of American team sports be someone you believed would enable a serial killer? What does that say about you, Jonathan Kraft? Yeah. Right? right? If you really think Bill Belichick would have done that, why do you still have him as your head coach? What, what does that say about you? Because at the end of the day, Jonathan Kraft hired the guy that, according to him, enabled Aaron Hernandez. It's also, again, and we can fully discuss Monday, I guess, but there's also... You know, it's tough to act like this was all Bill when it came to Aaron Hernandez when you got a guy who's the owner of the football team on the field talking to Bill about uh, how great of a guy he is, uh, Aaron Hernandez, because he just made a donation. Uh, You know, it's, it's, you know, the entire organization was fooled by Aaron, yes. by Aaron Hernandez. Aaron fooled everybody. Right. I'm not putting it on. That's why you're Robert. included. That's why you're included in that documentary yeah. about him. <laughs> because I cuz I keep it real. I've seen people like yeah. this. It it, it, it wasn't it, 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 he fooled Robert, he fooled Jonathan, he fooled Bill, he he fooled his teammates. That's just the way it is and you don't know about. I told you. My locker was next to Darren Shop. Just Google Darren Shopper. One of the worst rapists in American yeah. history. And I had no, and I like I literally hung out with the dude out like you know going out to clubs and stuff like that and i would have never known yeah and i was like what you know he had money he was a good looking dude um there you go i said it right he was a good <laughs> you're right he was a good looking he was a good looking dude he, was. he had no issues he was single and then when you heard all the stuff you're like what yeah i sat next to that dude right Think of all the guys that had their family around Darren Sharper. In hindsight, like, how did I have my wife, my daughter, my yeah, whatever? You, you had no, no, you I, had no idea. The, listen, the Aaron Hernandez episode, which is the second one that dropped last night, yes. right. is riveting. It, it is. And the stuff that was going, I mean, I, the stuff that he was doing at his locker and, yeah. and Wes Welker's warning guys about that, I mean, it is... Dion Branch and Brandon Lloyd are spectacular in this episode. I wish they would have well, died because into they talk about how they were friends and yeah. were fooled. And right? it was just, it, but it was Dion such, had like tears in his eyes talking oh, about it completely. And yeah. just it was such a they were so you could feel the the emotion oozing out of them about how difficult it was in hindsight to be living and seeing this guy. And I will say, I mean, we've been doing a lot of Robert uh, Kraft bashing. you got to feel for him because he, it did seem, and I know that they're saying he was like a son to me. He was like, this one seemed a little bit different where, um, and, and this isn't spoiling anything because there were articles written about it, but he talks about uh, when Myra passed and, and Aaron Hernandez got his big deal and yeah. gave him a check yeah. uh, for the foundation. And Robert said, you know, I, you don't 
need to do this. And he said, I want to. Like, there were there were spots, I'm sure, for Robert Kraft where he was like, you know, this guy came from a really bad situation, mm-hmm. but there's brightness for his future. There were there were there were there were spots of of Aaron Hernandez well, he was being a really for, good guy. He was gonna hire a lawyer for him. Yes. Right. Yeah. And he was duped. Yeah. Absolutely yes, duped. He was he was duped. Absolutely duped. All right. Um, we are at JetBlue Park, and it is our in-spring training broadcast, day number three. And we are brought to you today. Hold on. I just Shime, did you send me that today? All that sponsor stuff? Oh, Shime's sending it right now, which is fantastic. We are brought to you down here by McFarland Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Massachusetts and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlandEnergy.com. By the E.L. Harvey companies, including Nosset Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers. By Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients. And by Shaw's star market perfecting the art of fresh and we welcome to our studio tristan cassis how are you how do you guys i'm doing well Thank thanks you. for coming you? up um been a lot of talk about your appearance so far this season you're doing the uh you're doing the the do different uh from time to time yeah cut it all off after the off season um new year hit i said new year new me so just shaved it all off and then uh yeah, when I came to spring training, shaved off the beard, but yeah, I'm back in character now. Okay, I like it. How about the nails? What do we get? What do we got? Just going regular in? white right Just now. Just regular white Good right now. Good for the weather. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I might mix in like a couple blues, a couple different blues. I might even pop out like a royal blue for no reason. But okay. I'm gonna stick with team colors, but even yellows the team colors. So now, do you do that yourself, or do you? I I'm often told Courtney says I ought to get manis and petties uh, on the regular. Yeah. Um, do you do it yourself, or do you? Uh, during the season, I typically do it myself. Do. Um, yeah, typically I don't have like a, a, a day that I can just pop out in the morning and go get them done. So I'll just do them in my in my in my tub. You need a guy. Bathroom. Like the Red Sox should get you a guy, like a nail guy. Uh, I am the guy. You're the guy. Uh, <laughs> you are, you are the, guy. the guy. I'm the guy for it. You so. are the guy. Yeah, I, I just sit in the tub with my remover, and then I'll do it, and then you know sit, and then when I get in bed, like I'll just carefully put the sheets over, and then I'll like lay <laughs> the on the worst, bed like, right? a, like a zombie, and then that'll be my air dry. <laughs> Well, we love it, and we're we're excited. We've been talking here for three days with guys who uh, are talking about how this team uh, has a little bit of a, a chip on their shoulder. Maybe is a is a way to to describe it. You feel that way going into the season? I feel like that's the, that's the motto of the city. I feel like everybody's got a little chip on their shoulder. Blue collar and blue collar, definitely city. But um, yeah, I don't know why we're underlooked or overlooked. I mean, we have such a great ball ball, ball club. So much uh, talent in that locker room. Young, old. Everything in between staff, uh, front office, coaching, uh, I think it's uh, top of the line. So I don't know why we're underdogs. I don't know why we're overlooked. But everybody in that clubhouse, we know that we have the potential to win a World Series. So I think we're all excited for this year. Speaking of Boston and Massachusetts and a chip on its shoulder, uh, Wiggy, not a fan of your home state, Florida. Uh, I just want to uh, – doesn't – has been here only two days, two and a half days. And thinks it's all strip malls. So I don't want you to take any offense at that, but you might be able to tell them differently having grown up here. Yeah, I don't think I, I would never move from here. Um, I love the warm weather all year round. I I, uh, I think everything about Florida is great. Um, I think 
it's getting a little crowded, so if he wants to go, he can. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> That's right. Good, good. We don't have room for you is what well, he's saying. Well, I'm a asshole. What do you expect? Uh, yes. Born and raised in I'm a asshole. But being from Florida, you have said that you would you would do your whole career in Boston, that you love playing for the Red Sox, that you would want to be here forever. What makes it special about the Red Sox, about Boston, about the front office, that you would want to play for them? I think it's from the top down. Every Everybody just holds each other accountable. accountable. Um, the leadership throughout all the tiers um, is super organized. I love how it's just a comfortable, conducive environment for growth. Uh, every single day that I come to the park, I'm always learning um, from everybody, uh, from top down, even from myself and, and, and everybody in between. So I think it's just a great environment for me to keep getting better as a player, but also as a person too. Uh, but just in terms of Boston, I love playing there. Um, the aura about it, the, the history of the, of the city, of the team, um, of the ballpark, everything about it i love it and and the fans bring the energy you know every single night whether we were winning or losing last year so i can only imagine a playoff atmosphere i'm really hungry for it so um i love everything about the city team um so i'd love to stay here for my whole career it'd be an honor and you, you talk about that you're really hungry for it and I, I think the biggest thing is when you look at a team you look at players coming together and, and you said leadership in that clubhouse what's the overall uh, I guess, hunger for being the underdog or, like you said, everybody doubting you? What, what's what been the overall message in the clubhouse for you guys as a group and as a team? That we're going to go out there and we're going to kick ass one day at a time. Uh, I don't think there's any expectation for anything else except for today. Um, we set a really high expectation for today, getting better each and every day, every single moment, practice, rep, um, however we can improve together as a team and individually, we're going to try to do it. Uh, but for the whole outlook of the year is, um, is to win a World Series. I wouldn't strap on these cleats if I didn't think we had a chance to. Uh, I wouldn't even waste my time going out there. I don't think anybody else feels that uh, that's that way that we're going to go out there and get outmatched by anybody. So I think going into the season, we're all really, really confident. We have a good mindset going in, and it's just about going out there and executing because we know we have the talent. Speaking of expectations, Rafael Devers said he expects you to be one of the best players in the league this season. Is that a uh, little added pressure? No, not at all. I, I put that expectation on myself every day when I wake up, so I don't think he's too far-fetched by saying that. Whether it's going to happen or not, I'm not sure. Uh, I... Uh, I'm going to go out there and give my best effort every single day. I'm going to play hard, smart, fast, like I know how to do. And, uh, you know, I, I want I want my my one of my goals this year was to help him win an MVP. So that's funny that he said that. I think he has that caliber of player. And I think if he puts it, puts it together, um, you know, offensively, we know he's capable of. And defensively, I'm the one who's going to make the difference for him to win that. So um, I need I, I need to help him out there, too. Well, you finished strong when it came to AL Rookie of the Year voting. And, and when you reach that high, then people start saying sophomore slump, sophomore slump. What have you done during the offseason to make sure that that doesn't happen for you? It's going to happen again. I'm going to slump again, and I'm going to fail. Uh, hopefully everybody's as patient as they were the first time. But I think... Uh, just understanding what I'm trying to do every single day when I go to the field is a little more calming right now. I, I think going through the going through the league one time uh, really helped me. I mean, I was going to all these ballparks that I had grown up watching on TV and playing against all my favorite players growing up. And first time through the league, I was going West Coast, East Coast, and I was a little starstruck by these guys. Um, you know, because I'm I'm watching them, I'm playing them against them for the first time. But once I realized that 
they swing at pitches in the dirt and they strike out and have bad at bats and boot balls in the field. It kind of eased me. Uh, and, and I feel like that carried over into my second half where I could just take a deep breath, calm, the, calm myself and slow the game down and realize that I'm just as good as they are out on the field. So, um, yeah, going into the off season, I was working on a lot of different things, uh, mentally, physically, that I feel like I'm going to carry over into the season. Hopefully the learning curve's a little shorter this time around. The mental that, part? Sorry. That, well, that does have to be wild, though, when you're you're watching a guy growing up and you're you're idolizing him and then he's on first base. I mean, do you, do you say, is it like the old, like the Chris Farley show where you're like, oh, man, I've been watching you for your whole career. I love you. Like, what, uh, do, you, what do you say to a guy? The, the elite. Players, I uh, I do a, a little tribute to them every single time that they get on first base. I'm not going to name drop them, but <laughs> I will take my hat off and I'll, I'll, I'll subtly say, hey, this tip of the cap is for you. You're one of the best players of my generation. It's an honor to share this field with you. I'll say something along those really? lines. That's awesome. And it comes off well. It comes off well. They appreciate it. Um, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit of a baseball historian myself. I, I, I know the facts of the game. I know how much each player means to it and, and – now playing it, I know how hard it is. So I have a lot of respect for those players on the other side. But you know, that's that's not that I'm going to take them lightly. What's the oddest thing that you've talked to a guy about when he's when he's on first base? They bring up the family ish, the like if they're fighting with their wife, or do they do they bring like what do you guys talk about? Um, that that you know that's like locker room talk. That's the first time. I, I can't disclose any of that stuff because sometimes we'll be talking smack about. About even the the own guy our our own guys on our own team. You know? so, it, it's, I try to keep it light. I, I really, whenever guys get to first base, it's typically for a good reason, whether it's a walk or a hit. So I'll try to always be paying attention every at bat to something that they themselves would have only noticed. So. Um, Let's say they walked, right? And in a 2-1 count, they took a nice backdoor curveball to get to two strikes, and then they had two good takes. When they get on first, I'll typically say something like, hey, I, I like that one strike take to get to two strikes even though you could have put it in play and he induced weak contact like the pitcher wanted you to you stayed patient and then you took two more after that when you could have got antsy so then he'll be like oh i i, I appreciate that typically don't notice that angle so i'll try to notice something like super specific uh, even if it's whether about even if it's about a stance if i've played a guy for a long time like oh i like this or i'll just try to nitpick on something that um i like and typically it's a compliment if they get on first base so that's what i like see i try to lull about. them into a false sense of security and say you can take a huge lead off this guy don't worry about it <laughs> that is that is part of playing first base the distraction aspect okay so <laughs> along with that i also feel like i i've been playing first base for so long i know when a guy's gonna steal too so i tip it to the catcher you know typically when they get all quiet and they're focused and they're taking their lead i'm like oh hey step off uh, let's let's redo this let's think hey he's bigger lead whatever so um yeah I, uh it's more about hey where's the hot spots for after the game <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. where's our club at <laughs> distract them yeah distract them yeah we get into that too yeah. you bring up the mental aspect of the off season and i think we talk about this a lot with wiggy because baseball is so different than in every other sport where the mental part, I think, maybe sometimes is just as important, if not more, than the physical aspect. How do you, as a baseball player, focus on on that and make sure that you are in the right headspace for baseball? It's a difficult concept to grasp when you can do everything right and still have a bad result. And you can do everything wrong and have a good one. So it's super important to stay level-headed. Um, I, I like to always take the approach of whatever happened was supposed to and just 
try to run with it. Uh, I feel like I've uh, I've tapped into a lot of different techniques about how to be present, what success means to me and what failure means to me. Um, and there comes a burden with both of them. And, and however long you carry that burden with you becomes your ego, right? So you are successful and people expect a lot out of you. Um, that can weigh on you. And when you're a failure and you're, you know, you're not doing as well as you expect yourself to, that can weigh on you as well. So however long you want to carry that success with you is up to you. But I like to carry it for the millisecond that the ball's hitting my bat. After that, while I'm rounding the bases, I'm giving high fives to my teammates. I don't have that success anymore. It's about the next play. It's about somehow maybe relaying a little piece of information of how I was able to have that little bit of success to a teammate because if I roll over to second base, I come into the dugout and I walk past the guy at the water cooler and then I walk past the coach at the top step and then I walk past the guy who's going out to hit right now. That's three different guys that I could have helped somehow with my failure that I didn't because I was moping. So, so that's that's the mental side of it that I'm working on is how to turn the page, how to be present, how to always just try to be positive no matter what and spin anything negative Um into some type of learning experience so i think uh that's going to be the focus for this year and and that's the leadership aspect of it where we can all somehow integrate that mindset and 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 feel like every day is every day is a new opportunity to keep getting better alex cora had keith lockhart speak to you guys yesterday are you willing to return the favor and do like a some kind of pre-game pump up for the boston symphony orchestra at some point yeah, definitely. I I don't know how to how to. I feel like in that in in that type of environment, you have to be more zen, more relaxed. I feel like to go out and play baseball, you gotta be a little pumped up. But yeah, I I loved hearing what he had to say. Um, just the leader of of that orchestra, that group, um, for so many years, I felt like there was so many similarities between him and AC. Um, just how many things he has to juggle, how intricate every single little note has to be perfect for the sound to be great and um i think it was just a good good perspective uh for everybody else to understand like this is this is you know pretty standard leadership from the top down where it's not a tier system where one person is holding each other accountable um because that was one thing that i asked i said how do you differentiate which person is messing up because you can have six or seven players playing the same instrument but how do you he's like i don't the environment and the the culture that i've built is everybody's holding each other accountable so i don't even need to say to that person the person next to that person knows that they're messing up because they can hear it and they'll nudge them before i have to mm. so that was what i gained out of it and it's just a, a a culture thing of uh you know just holding each other accountable Tristan, so you said earlier about that you have the great team great manager great coaches so core is in the final year of his deal uh, what would you think, as a member of the Red Sox, playing for a different manager than Alex Cora next season? I can't imagine it, just because I haven't haven't done it. Um, he he's the backbone of the organization. I think he's such such a great example for everybody in and out in and outside of the clubhouse. I think inside of there, he's he's always really active. Um, he's displaying exactly what he preaches he never expects results he's always about um all the things that i've been treating uh, uh preaching right now attitude effort energy um those are all very controllable things and and he doesn't he doesn't ask too much of us and he's always honest he's always honest he shoots me straight which is exactly what i want from my manager i don't want him to sugarcoat anything i don't want him to hide 
um, behind any doors. He he's very upfront with with what he likes and what he doesn't, and and that's who I want at the helm um, when things are going bad. He's always super level headed, and I think he's just the right right guy for the job. He was he was on with us a couple of days ago talking about how you know really from his perspective got to got to fix the defense this season. Um he put it on himself. Um do you feel that that that's on you guys or that's on on Alex? Well, that's that's the great thing about our uh that's the great thing about our organization. I feel like if there's failure, we all accept we all accept responsibility for it. So from my from my perspective, I feel like the infield defense last year was my fault. I felt like it was all my fault. If you look at the two last World Series teams with the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, both the catcher and first base position had their respective leagues gold glove winners from those teams, Nathaniel Lowe and Christian Walker, as as well as Jonah Heim and Gabriel Moreno. They were all, all gold glove winners. So I think at a certain point, the first base and catching position has to be elite for your team to be successful. Um, and I, I, it starts with me at, at first base, helping everybody out and instilling the confidence into my infielders that they just have to throw it over there and I'll hopefully do the job with my size and, and length. And you want to be elite this season. That's that's the plan. That's yes. the plan. Yep. All right. I love it. Well, All right. Well, listen, thanks for taking the time. We'll let you go. And, and you're over the flu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Over it. It was uh, bad. Uh, I had uh, back pains for no reason, just general body soreness, oh. a lot of congestion in my face. Um, thankfully, I didn't didn't lose my appetite, so I didn't lose any weight. I, I never lose my appetite. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell or not, but <laughs> no, you, uh, I look fine. good. Yeah. All right, thank you. Um, and you uh, you playing tomorrow? Yes, you're playing tomorrow. Yeah. Huh? All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time this morning, and hopefully we'll talk to you again during the season. Thank you. I appreciate All right, it. All right. We are at JetBlue Park. Tristan Cassis with us. Coming up uh, during the 9 o'clock hour, Craig Breslow. We'll be right back. Sean, i got to tell you, doing a pretty good job without my help when it comes to the rejoins this morning. You're nailing it. Thank when it you, comes sir. To the to the Florida summer beach theme, so um, well done. And I hope I hope you miss us the same way we miss you, Sean. I miss you yeah. guys very much. It's okay. very lonely uh, back here. It's just me and Jackson. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, um, I will say that uh, it was uh, uh, I thought awesome talking with Tristan Cassis mm-hmm. and had some interesting things to say. I, I feel like maybe the. The buy-in is there. You said it. That was your lead this morning, yeah. Wiggy. Is that these guys are? They don't understand why everybody's picking them to, right. finish, to finish last in the division again. Yeah, and and I and I told you, you know, being part of a team and and being an underdog or not really being able to understand why people outside the locker room or the clubhouse don't see what we have here. You know, a young core of nucleus players that you know, can do some damage, then it becomes, okay, if you can't see it, then we're going to, you know, we're going to put it right in your face and, and we're going to prove to the world that, hey, we're going we're gonna to prove to the world that we're good and who cares what the naysayers say. So yeah. I think that's kind of the message that we're seeing with a lot of these guys and that's, you know, now you just got to do it on the field. But to have that sometimes I think goes a lot further than when you have a really good at team and the ex- expectations are high because sometimes you can relax a little bit. Well, we got, we were kind of laughing about it when Trevor Story said, you know, a couple weeks ago, it's dangerous to, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but dangerous to underestimate us. And 
Um, there, you know, we he he was essentially saying that they needed a culture change around here, and maybe they. Maybe they got it, Curtis. The interview was good, but Curtis missed something very crucial at the end of that. I've never felt older, and I've never felt more poor. Uh, Because at the end of the interview, Tristan pulls out his phone and shows Greg something. And I'm like, oh, what's he talking about? You know, maybe a place in the seaport. Who knows? So he walks out. I said, Greg, what was that? He said, oh, he has the same Rolex as me. He was showing me. I I have Mine is fake. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The kid is 24 years old. I had to work my entire life. Let's be clear. Greg, that is so. Let's let's be clear. Let's let's be clear. Wiggy, you you were sitting here. He said he has the same Roly, yeah, Roly, not yeah, even yeah. Rolex. Roly, are you serious? He has the Roley, same Roly. I want to go home. Uh, and when yeah. I was listening to them, it all made sense. He's like, "Yeah, I got this one before they were hard to come by, and uh, you know, now you, it's you can't. It's impossible to get right. one." What People do you mean that, you feel old, by the way. Uh, he was sitting across from me. He has such a baby face. Uh-huh. In twenty-four, I don't know when I started at you're Nessun. Thirty-one I, years 32, old. You're thirty-two. You're, you're not old. It, no, it just when I started at Nessun, it was like I was the same age as all these guys. And it was here's the thing I don't get about watching car people. Mm. You didn't build it. You didn't design it. <laughs> you just bought it. Right. That takes nothing. Well, he's a watch guy. Yeah, I'm a car. Watching cars. Hey, that's yeah. the way Wiggy's, to go. Wiggy's a car. Guy. I love. Hey, but I love watches too. Now, don't get it twisted. You uh, know yes. what I mean? Yeah. A nice you Richard Milley. Um, I, you know, I can't uh, confirm or deny. <laughs> oh. You know. Okay. I, okay. But I, I do love a Roly. I mean, uh, a Roly is a, a nice Roley. watch to have. <laughs> Santo has a Roly. Uh, <sighs> huh? Oh, you got quiet over there for a minute. Yeah. I've seen it before. Uh, yeah. yeah, you see how quiet she Make got. Make fun of Greg and Tristan. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not making fun of Tristan. I know. Greg it's a, became, oh, all of a sudden, yeah. Greg's shoulders yeah. went back a little bit more. His see chest that? puffed out. See, see how she didn't think we noticed. <laughs> Santo, and I think Santo has multiple rollies. <laughs> yeah, and if it. Santo walked into a room and said, oh, you have the same roly as me, <laughs> we'd mock him relentlessly. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, Santo, the douche. Uh, Tristan me. showed uh, him a photo. I didn't immediately come in here to attack he, me. I'm he, reacting he, to what Tristan, she said. Tristan showed the photo to Greg, and then he left, and we oh, said, Greg, okay, what was that about? Greg's, Greg's off the hook. I thought oh, yeah. Greg said Greg it. was no, the one who no, said, no, 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 we no, have no, the same roly. No, no, no. If Tristan brought up the watch, he's off the hook. I said nothing. He, yeah. he was fumbling through his phone. It's great. Courtney, I, was Courtney, was I was trying to say nice. Like, oh, inter- oh, I was trying to say thanks for the interview. It was great. He's fumbling through. He's like, hey, I thought no. he was going to show me nudes. Or it would have been. Ru- oh. It would have been rude if Greg did not yeah. say that. Did back. you think it, that he needed to tell us it was a rolling? Yeah. <laughs> kind of a douche move. But. Oh, I was trying to talk Wiggy. That's yeah. what Wiggy oh. thought. Are you right? No one says I'm Rolex. Wiggy's like like Greg's Bill Belichick. He's like, take this, take this sling and arrow. Nobody says. Says Rolex. Everybody said, "Oh, I got a Rolex just like." I that. don't know if you know this or not. I'm for them streets. Right. <laughs> I am for them streets. Hey, hey listen, you got a Rolex. Santo got a Rolex. I mean, you know. Tristan got a Rolex. He's got a Rolex. I got a Fitbit Lux right here. It tells the exact same time. Ain't nothing wrong Tristan's, with having a Rolex. Tristan said, didn't he say he got it for his 18th birthday? Is that what he said? I, I wasn't part of the conversation. Well, when, yeah. when you're a first pick in the draft at 18, you can kind of pick whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, yep. you can. Or first round pick. Two and a half. I think that two and a half million. I think you get two and a half million dollar signing bonus. Wow. Well, that's a very he, good watch. He, and and yeah. for all of that, he is he was such a good interview and so honest. Yeah. I which I don't think you get a lot. You don't get a lot of honesty. I thought he was great. Well, we will talk with Craig Breslow coming up this next hour. Our final hour here at JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, Florida with Red Sox Spring Training. We'll be right back. We 
are back at JetBlue Park, Fort Myers, Florida, our third day here. And it's apparently there's some sort of a Boston College reunion going on <laughs> because Nancy Frades is joining us this morning. Good morning. And good morning. How are you? I'm good. We, uh, we're in Florida. We, yeah. <laughs> so we had a great event last night at Ore and Iron. I heard. And your husband, John, came down and we were reminiscing about this entire region uh, sharing your family story and um, all that was accomplished when it came to um, the ice bucket challenge and all of those things. And so I'm so glad you guys came by this morning. Well, to, thank you for having hello. us. And you go way back with Courtney and way, way back with Curtis, right? Of course. Yeah. Boston. Fellow Eagles. The, yep. the Eagles. Double Eagles. Come on. Go all, Eagles. They, they, but what were you telling me? How do you know when somebody went to Boston College? Oh, because they'll tell you. Yes, okay. Uh, <laughs> same can be said about a Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> or Rolodex, uh, as I heard. Yeah, 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 that's a certain age that's point. Age, yeah, that's Ask a Boomer. A Rolodex is Ask a Boomer. Um, you guys continue um, with Pete's mission and your mission. Um, and you're, I went to the captain's ball uh, this past fall. Yeah. It was extraordinary. And tell us a l- little bit about kind of what you guys are doing when it comes to continuing to support those who are fighting ALS. Sure. I think when ALS affects you, um, it, it just grabs you. you. You can't leave it. And, of course, it was our child. So, um, you know, Pete told us, you know, it's 12 years ago now. It was March 13, 2012, when he got diagnosed and told us that we were going to change the trajectory of the disease. He said that six hours after diagnosis. So um, when your kid looks at you and says, uh, Ma, we're going to get to work. Dad, we're going to get to work. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. And with his passing back in December, December of 2019, um, we had a, a broader scope of what it meant to get the diagnosis of ALS because we lived with it for eight years. And we understand the journey so intimately that um, we knew we had to make a difference. So we created the Peter Frady's Family Foundation um, during Pete's last year of life because of the enormous out-of-pocket cost. Um, for home health care that you need as the patient progresses on the journey. So that is our simple mission of this foundation. Um, It is to help pay for out-of-pocket home health care costs, which when you're diagnosed, not only are you told that you only have three to five years to live and it's 100% fatal, but that when you're in the throes of this disease, it's probably going to cost your family a quarter of a million dollars a year to take care of them. Not covered by insurance. Not covered by insurance. Which no. is a, a, it's, it's, it's a crime in it's this country. It's a crime. It's absurd. So um, we're very, we very simply, through our journey, we have great connections in the ALS um, organizations. And so we work with them, and they refer patients to us that are, you know, to a level where they are at a financial, which really, honestly, it's within months of getting the diagnosis. But um, And we, we turn it around pretty – it's a pretty simply run foundation in that we know that when you receive a, a you know a sizable amount of money we can get it to them quickly so that they can keep their patient in the home where they're loved yeah and oftentimes stay in their home that's what and and take know. care of you know there are as you guys experience there are other siblings and there are you you somehow have to live life while you're fighting this with your in your case with Pete Exactly. And, you you know, unfortunately, we all know what the end game is right now with ALS. So every minute, 
it with that person is is so precious that you want them to be in the home. You know, the government will pay for you to put them in a nursing home. Mm. I mean, th- it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, they just, should they should pay to help keep them at home. Right, yeah. and it's just amazing. Like where you get the worst news you could possibly get that your kid's dying and there's no cure, and then you get told. If you want to have them at home and, you know, keep some semblance of normalcy in the limited time they have left, here's $250,000 bill at your doorstep as well. But I just think what you and Pete and John and Andrew and the whole family, you guys created a roadmap of how to deal with the worst possible thing with grace and to enable the people that get that news after you guys have to have a more optimistic future. It's just... Every time I think about what that moment must have been like, and then to see today, 10 years later, this little ice bucket and, you know, a challenge that started, as I was saying to John last night, is like this thing in the BC community, and then it went a little bit to the Boston sports media community, and then it sort of, then the governor did it, and then it was like, okay, now it's, you know, Justin Timberlake somehow, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just so amazing, and the vulnerability you showed with at the end of when you guys were talking about how you needed help because of the insane end of life costs that you were facing is just something that I don't think it'll ever leave our world. The ice bucket challenge. Like I hope it ALS is cured and we can, you know, move on to something else. But what that did in the, how social media sucks 90% of the time, (laughs) but it was one of the few times where social media provided you guys the you know the bullhorn to get the world to hear about Pete Frades and it's just every time I think about it I get goosebumps and it's the living legacy of Pete right right it's Pete who showed that grace and gave us the roadmap and had the took the adversity and turned it into triumph he was the one that got the diagnosis the family got the diagnosis but Pete is the one that was the leader and that's and so I always kind of encapsulate and title the ice bucket challenge it's a tribute to a life well lived lived Pete was like that his whole life he was a leader he was captain at St. John's prep of you know his teams then he goes to BC and he's a you know he was a recruited walk-on a lot of people don't know that but he literally went from that to captain of the team and um, it's just that he understood that he had to be the best he could be so that he could rise others around him to be the best they could be and that's how he attacked this and he called it his new team that night he goes oh so this is my new team so we are the living legacy of him and and we keep it we're still very involved in ALS matter of fact we're flying back to Boston next week Amalex which is in Cambridge the drug company that came out with Relievio um, a year ago which is showing great promise in slowing the disease progression down not a cure but that seed money um, it's a beautiful story Amalex was two um, college students that came up with this formula were out on the streets in 2014 2015 trying to get seed money and VC money and the ALS Association gave them ice bucket challenge money to start which allowed others to give and then we came to market um, two years ago with this drug that is a a really successful new approach I talk a lot about my friend Bob Coughlin right and he and Joe O'Donnell did that with cystic fibrosis and he was able to extend and you know theoretically based on how successful it goes 
um, with that particular drug, his his son's life. It's really, um, it's an extraordinary way to look at it. You know, the doctors and the researchers and the scientists do incredible stuff, but um, as an alternative to invest in these companies that may end up someday finding a cure is a, a really inventful approach to doing it. And so... Because it is um, about money in pharma. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the bottom line. You're coming from the passion and the heartbreak to try to get this going, but... You know, then you look at it and it's a business. So that's exactly it. But we're... Who, Whose idea was the very first Ice Bucket Challenge? Sure. Well, the, the quick story, Steve Buckley, our friend Steve Buckley, wrote a great um, in The Athletic about exactly. He he went like crazy and, and drove it down. It started in Arizona um, for a coach who actually um, was suffering from breast cancer. Now, if you think about the – a lot of people don't understand this. Why the sports world gets it is because what does a winning coach get? They get a, a Gatorade <laughs> right, right. back. Yeah, right? right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is how this happened. Um, she got it, then you know, kind of hit the internet in um, it was college basketball, I believe, and uh, hit the internet. Blah blah blah. Makes it way to the PGA. PGA in Florida. Um, a kid in Florida whose cousin in New York had um, ALS. He decided he was going to do it, and he just you know sent it to his cousin. Well, she's the one, Jeanette Sinertia, up in Yonkers, New York, um, who actually went on her porch, poured it over her head, and said, this is for ALS, and she tagged three people. Well, the three people that she tagged, one of them was on Facebook. Now, again, we're talking Facebook yeah. in 2014, <laughs> yeah. and, okay? Um, so it was a little bit more simplified. Curtis still um, big on Facebook. <laughs> I am, too. Oh. <laughs> All right. It's, you know what? Oh, gee, we love it. Okay. Don't listen to a word he said. <laughs> he's on there, he's on there Break with the rest of the moms. He's on there with the rest of the moms and the grandmothers. <laughs> yeah. but we won't, I we don't want Nancy, I don't want to freak you out. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> and, and actually, um, Pete had been um, become very good friends with a young man named Pat Quinn, who had been diagnosed a year after him who happened to live in the same town, and one of the girls who uh, posted it to Facebook was a mutual friend of his. He saw it. He knew that Pete, we had pretty much a good engine, as Courtney and Chris know, within the BC community, the Boston community. He said, I've got to get this to Pete. And Pete took it and looked at it like a business and said, this is what we're going to do. And honestly, Greg, it was within 48 hours that it just I mean, if you could have been in our house, now you got to remember the greatest part of the story is that Julie, Pete's wife at the time on August 1st, was due with their baby. So when the media started calling, and I think Chris will probably remember, but and they wanted to do interviews, we were like, well, Julie can't go anywhere because, <laughs> so you got to come to the house. Yeah. So we lived on a cul-de-sac, and our neighbors, God love them, would just watch the media trucks coming in and out. They'd bring us pizzas. But we yeah. knew it was very simple. It was business, right? Yeah. So we knew we wanted to catch a, you know, we wanted to light a fire, but we wanted to expand it. So yeah. we just... We just really worked worked it, and um, it, and a quarter of a million dollars, a quarter of a billion dollars. Sorry, quarter That's of a billion dollars. Quarter wow. of a billion dollars. Yep, seventeen million ice bucket challenge videos posted to Facebook, viewed by four hundred and forty million unique viewers over 10 billion times that's wow. unbelievable that is amazing it's amazing so real quick um tell us about the captain's ball when is that sure the captain's ball is september 18th the thursday night 18th of the 19th this year um 
um, we've moved our location this oh. year. We're going to Soa, the power station down. Ooh. We love the, it. We were there for New Year's Eve. We had a Greg Hill Foundation. Uh, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that might have been part of the impetus for, for us to, to look yeah. at yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Ray Bork, um, you know, such a great friend to our family. Um, it's it, it, he has he called us four weeks after Pete passed away and said, you know, we're going to, we're going to change our gala and have it be for ALS. So the money, um, we get some of the money our foundation does, but the majority of the money goes to MGH, the Healy center for ALS for the research and the drug, um, you know, the trials to get it out to patients. Awesome. And, uh, we're expecting, you know, big things this year. So it's growing every year. It's going to be our third year. So, um, we're really looking forward to it. Well, I admire so much the way you guys have dealt with what you've dealt with. And it's um, it's awesome to have you here. Awesome to hang out with John last night. Mm, thank you. Uh, did he get home late? Did he have a curfew? <laughs> he didn't, but he didn't come home soaking wet. Oh, so okay. I assume <laughs> that something didn't happen. Uh, yeah, that I, well, I think it's going to happen. Oh. Yeah, we're going to go down Curtis, to the field during the break. The field, yes. Yeah, during the break and do it down on the field yep. during the break. Yeah, great. So, all right, guys. We appreciate well, it. We're so grateful for your support. Thank you. Whatever we can best. do to help, keep us. Yeah, great to see you. Thank you. It's so great to see all of you. All right, we are at JetBlue Park. Our final. Final day here for spring training, and here is Courtney with what is trending this hour. Gresh and Fourier, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Subaru of New England. The Bruins looked like they were going to give this one away, but they didn't. After jumping out to a 3-0 start, the Golden Knights came back to make it a game. Mason Lowry was the star of this one. He had the game winner with five minutes to go, while Morgan Geeky had his first career hat trick. The Sox beat the Tigers yesterday 5-2. Garrett Whitlock got the start. He went three innings. He gave up a run on three hits while striking out six. They've got another one with the Twins uh, today. First pitch is at 105. Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming will be on the call on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Radio Network. You can listen on EEI 850 or, as always, on the Odyssey app. And the Celtics are welcoming the Mavericks to town. Tip is at 730. The season injury report looks clean. And that was brought to you by Subaru of New England. Don't miss the Subaru of New England A Lot to Love event. For complete details, visit SubaruofNewEngland.com. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Sorry, I'm trying to book a flight on Delta because we're now flying out at 2.30. Oh. Absolute. Oh. Dumpster fire. Wow. And it's, <laughs> it's, it is a... And this is brought to you by JetBlue. It is. <laughs> it began at 1.27, which Courtney said is a good thing if it's not an yes. even number. Now it's 2.30. Yeah, oh. you are. So, oh, boy. John Curtis, if you're listening, let's go. 29 degrees outside, sunny do, sky. Do you know, like, the like? does he keep in a, uh, adding new passwords to his credit card? Or yeah, like I just couldn't get in. Okay. <laughs> By the way, you know what I just figured out? Uh-huh. Batting practice is going on out uh-huh. here. But it's not your Boston Red Sox. This is Partners Weekend for the Red Sox Partners. And Wiggy, should you want to. You could run right down there. I would love to do that. And BP. take BP if you want. Yeah, I mean, there's all these people. I don't want to cut the line or We'll anything. cut the line. <laughs> uh, we'll step right up in front. Yeah, this is... I you want to do it during the show? I want to do it. Hell yeah. I'll I take the go. camera down. I'll yeah. Okay, do when you guys go do the ice bucket yep. challenge. Yeah. yeah. All right. We are in Fort Myers. We'll be right back. I got my head out this sunroof. Here for the weekend, we'll be joined by the new chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox, Craig Breslow, here 
at JetBlue Park. A little batting practice going on with some of the Red Sox sponsors and their families, Wiggy. And, yep. Um, I know you're uh, looking longingly out there. How, I mean, do you think you could put one out? Uh, I mean, I'd like to see. I think. Do I you could. think you could? I, mean, I think I could. I mean, you're off the juice. Yeah, I, I but mean, I, I was I, remember I was an all city catcher back in the day, so I either <laughs> I either hit home runs or struck out. So, I mean, I I like to think I could. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I I don't I I don't know if he could get one out of here or not. What's I, the shortest I, way? Is it the pesky pole? I, I think um, yeah, I don't think you want to go monster. I think you want to try to uh, to go. But my power is on the that's right. That's going to be opposite field for you, right? Though. But my power is on the right side of the plate. I can't switch hit a little bit, but you can. But not to the uh, left side. I don't have much power. It's more for uh, uh, it's more more for putting balls into play. Right. So my power is on the right side. Well, we got a lot going on here, Courtney and Curtis. Yep. And the uh, John and Nancy Fradies are going to do a an ice bucket challenge. Such nice people. Uh, very the nice. The first time I've ever met her. She's super nice. She's They're unbelievable people. Boston. And, uh, what they dealt with, with uh, their son Pete, and how they – Curtis said it best. He described it as grace and, and courage and the way they – I mean, just uh, – the worst possible thing happens, and you turn it into something right. that is helping others. So and as a you know, as a former football player, like that's the number one thing that scares you more than anything because you see so many football players that suffer from you know ALS, and you try to say is the correlation related to you know head trauma and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's great to see that with tragedy they were able to raise so much awareness, and hopefully that might help with money that comes to whether it's a um, you know a cure or even just like early warning signs as things that can help out so yeah you know it's so incredible it is it's, it's such amazing. an incredible story all right um before we go we got to get to this Getting you ready for the 2024 Red Sox season it's Sox appeal on the Greg Hill show Well, it's coming. It may be 25 degrees or whatever it is this morning, but I promise you spring is coming and baseball is coming back to Fenway and Sox Appeal this week is brought to you by McFarland Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Massachusetts and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlandEnergy.com by the E.L. Harvey companies, including Nosset Disposal and Mega Disposal your local trash collection and recycling providers, and by Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients. And when it comes to Socks Appeal this week, Shime and I had a discussion uh, about what he felt was uh, perhaps the the best moment when it came to those that we had the opportunity to speak with this week, Shime, right? And... Uh, you liked what Nick Pavetta had to say yesterday on the show. Is that right? Yeah, we've had a lot of great guests uh, the last few days, and I, I think what Nick Pavetta said uh, really kind of put their perspective as a team uh, in focus for us as as the fans. All right, well, let's hear it. From my perspective, I think we're very capable of putting together a winning baseball team. I think there's a lot of really great talent. I think we have a, a really good set of, of veteran leadership that guys have experience. You know, I think we're going to go out there and show what we have, and we're going to have to win baseball baseball games and, and put together the season that we want to put together, and we need to prove it to them. But at the end of the year, when we're hopefully holding up a World Series trophy, we did this all by ourselves as a group with everybody saying that we can't. And I think that's a cool moment as well. 
<laughs> All right. I mean, how can you, how can you not be somewhat excited by that? I, you, he totally sucked you in, Wiggy. <laughs> I mean, I, Wiggy's Shaim, You've been very negative about the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, but the more alone. these guys speak, like hearing Alex Cora, hearing Nick, hearing Nick Pavetta, Liam Hendricks, like. I like this team a lot more than I did three days ago. And you do? I, I, not that not that I think they're going to have a ton of success, but I like I want to root for them now. As much as I am mad at ownership and uh, management for not signing more free agents and not bringing in more help, these guys I'm starting to like a lot more. The more you put them in front of microphones, the more I'm starting to like them, and the more I want to root for them. But even Chad, though, you said that like a guy like Montgomery is not a real needle mover. And if you can't have a guy like Pavetta who can pitch the way he says he's going to pitch, and if you can have Brian Bayo pitch the way that the expectations, like Alex Cora said, what the expectations are for him. So if you can have a couple of those guys be the the aces of your rotation, you will, Alex Cora sat here and said, the bullpen's really good. Yeah, we he know said they hit that. the ball good. He said that. He said they got to they got to improve when it comes to to being to you know to to, to errors and and playing. But isn't everybody but in they, their right positions? Yes, but the problem the the question becomes the injury thing, and they're not deep enough. But the, when it comes to the rotation and to guys, that that's the issue. Like he Alex Cora said it on this show. They ended up last season. With three and a half guys, not five guys. Right, so, but the injury if, thing is like you know you you you. you you just go into the season and it's like, well, you know, you're hoping, obviously, like every team is, that injuries is going to affect every uh, team. But if it's more, basically, if guys are pitching well and there are some injuries, can other guys now step up and maybe be able to kind of hold down the fort a little bit? But we know they hit the ball well. We know the bullpen's good. And now it's really about who becomes leaders um, when it comes to that rotation, who becomes your one, two, and, you know, your three. All right, well, we will have the opportunity to talk to all to talk about all of that with the guy who is in charge here next. Craig Breslow, the chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox from JetBlue Park when we come back. And I can't sail my yacht. He's taken everything I got. All I've got this sunny afternoon. If you missed anything over the last three days, a reminder that you can go back and listen to it on the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. So whether you missed Alex Cora on this show or Nick Pavetta on this show or Tristan Cassis on this show, you can go back and hear it. Courtney and Curtis are back from a quick uh, random ice bucket challenge. Yep. Um, You look um, chilly. Yeah. Are you okay? Uh, Yep. Okay. All right. Cold. Very nice that you did that. Curtis, I think... Just poured it all on me instead of John, but it's okay. That's the way it it was Tessie. I had nothing to do with it. Listen, uh, it is our pleasure to have the chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox with us for the first time, Craig Breslow. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. This will be a p- uh, pleasure for you throughout the season. You get to come on with us almost every week. That is my understanding. Are you looking forward? Are you looking forward to that? I am. I am. <laughs> well, listen, balls. Well, listen. Welcome and uh, glad to have you here. 
And how's uh, you, you've been? What are you, how long have you been in this job? A month and a half? Two months? Three? A uh, l- little bit, little bit longer. How's, how's a lifetime? It, how's it going? Uh, th- things are good. Uh, you know, it's great to be here in Florida to have players and coaches and yeah. front office personnel all uh, un- under the same roof. Um, it's a chance to get a lot done, to build relationships, and have those interactions that aren't forced over Zoom or scheduled meetings. So, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Um, and, and I think there's a there's an exciting vibe around this group. The the players have uh, really taken it upon themselves to challenge each other, to hold each other accountable, and uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, I know you can't speak about specific players. Um, however, I will just ask you uh, in a way that you might be able to answer: um, Do you expect that you add to this ball club before opening day? Yeah, it's a fair question. It's really difficult to answer because in order for these things to line up, you need uh, you know multiple parties to come together. Um, you know, I've maintained throughout the offseason that we will continue to pursue any opportunity to improve the club. Yeah. Um, but it's really it's really impossible to handicap how likely that is for, okay. for things to line up. Maybe we could use like aliases or something like uh, <laughs> Orton John Gummery or something like that. Is there right? <laughs> um, do you feel like this this team has a deficiency in any area roster wise and if so what what that is you know i think there might be a bit of a disconnect between what you would take from looking at the roster on paper and what you see when these guys are out here competing um you know i i've been outspoken about the need to improve the rotation the need to balance out the lineup a little bit and then you watch the guys you know kind of go one time through and wit obviously had a second start yesterday and and you think there's major league talent on on this staff and guys like andrew bailey are devoted to getting the best out of them um so i'm pretty excited about what i think they can accomplish when it comes to your pitching knowledge, Alex Cora really talked about how that is a big difference coming from Bloom to you. Do you feel that when you're talking to everybody and your expertise is a little bit different than what we've saw seen in seasons past when we were with Heim? You know, I'm not I'm not sure how I would characterize it. I would say that given my playing experience, uh, I tend to focus on pitching mm-hmm. um, a, a little bit more than maybe some others in, in this position do. But I also can appreciate and respect that this job has too many responsibilities for me to think that I can manage any individual department. So uh, I trust in Andrew and Justin Willard and the the rest of the pitching group, um, but I've had a number of conversations about kind of what the vision is uh, and what my expectations are. Uh, nice having Theo around. Did you know that going into this job that he might that might be a possibility? Uh, so Theo has served as kind of a mentor for me for a really long time. First, uh, you know, as as the GM here when I was uh, a not even a prospect, um, more just a kind of organizational left-handed pitcher. Uh, and then he gave me my first opportunity in a front office once I was uh, finished playing in, in 2019 with the Cubs. And so whether it was formal or informal, he was always going to be someone from whom I would seek counsel, just yeah. given his experiences, the success that he's met, and the fact that he's sat in this chair before. Um, the fact that it is now formal and public just means that you know I don't have to find the corner to ask him questions. <laughs> I can do it out You can do it open. publicly out in the open, yeah. Yeah. And Craig, when you we you know when you got the job, the parameters that Sam discussed were those in place. Did you know exactly what the sort of working revenue and uh, payroll was going to be when you accepted the position, or was this the parameters something you sort of learned on the job of what? what the exact budget you were looking at in terms of free agent spending this offseason. Yeah, you know, I, I 
understand why a lot has been made of the parameters and the situation. But from my perspective, uh, you know, I think where this organization is, the excitement that we have around the young players, that's what's driving um, the strategy and, you know, ultimately the spend. So, you know, I think it's it's not super productive to, to think in, in those terms as much as it is to say, you know, what opportunities exist for us to improve the outlook in the short term and uh, balance that with our, our long term outlook. And then when those opportunities are in front of us, I can go to ownership and, um, you know, kind of uh, lay out the, the case. And then when it makes sense, uh, aggressively pursue. And when it doesn't look for alternatives. Well, what was the shift? I guess it looks like what it is, because I think that's the, uh, like some people, the criticism they have. But what's the shift in uh, philosophy when it comes to just lowering payroll in the sense of, is it because there's a lot of young talent that you're expecting to 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 see perform well? And is that kind of the new shift of, that's why we weren't top of the market of going after high price free agency? Is that kind of like the new shift? that the philosophy is for the Red Sox this season? Well, I think there's a combination of factors in in reality. Some of those are pursuits that we didn't line up on. Uh, Some of them are driven by wanting to give every chance for these young guys to take a step forward. Uh, You know, I think the blueprint that has been successful here for this ownership group for two decades has been developing homegrown talent and supplementing that talent with not just free agents, but impact, star power free agents. And I think that's the model that we're going to attempt to replicate given how well it's worked. But all of those things then need to line up both in terms of player interest uh, and also timelines. But this particular season, you're not supplementing with the star power. Sure. Uh, you, you know, I mean, I, I don't think I'm um, you know, saying anything that, that fans and, and listeners wouldn't know, which is we have not, you know, had the splashy free. Yeah, no, I, do, I'm, I'm trying, um, I think I'm, you know, just from a fan perspective, which is all I am, it's just a... I understand what you're saying, which is we want to kind of continue that model that we've been very successful at for 20 years. I think just in this particular season, there's some reason why that that's that that addition of star power didn't line up. Yeah, and I think you know on the offensive side when you kind of go around the uh, the the positions and you look at Cassis and you look at the excitement we have around Grissom and you know a full season out of Story and and Raffi at third and then these you know kind of young dynamic outfielders and guys like Duran and Raphael and Abreu and uh, O'Neill and and Yoshida and and others we say we feel pretty comfortable with that group and then if we pivot to the pitching side that's certainly where we've faced our share of criticism yeah um, but we're trying to build out an infrastructure and we're trying to understand you know what we have with guys like Tanner Houck and Garrett Whitlock and Josh Winkowski and Cutter Crawford and some of these guys who have shown that they have the ability to get major league hitters out consistently and we have to understand you know whether or not they can take the next step forward and uh, lock down rotation spots and be bona fide big league starters. One thing Alex Cora talked about yesterday was your role when it comes to helping with the pitch and I think he said that he's been able to learn a lot you've kind of taken a different approach than uh, kind of what it was in the past with Heim Bloom. What exactly is that in the sense of your role, especially when we're talking about helping the rotation, the pitching? What exactly does he mean by that, that you can kind of bring it to kind of layman's terms for us, you know, just idiot baseball fans who don't really know what that means? Uh 
so I would never call baseball fans idiots. But what I would say Wait, is – referring to himself. In, yeah, 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 in yeah, its yeah, simplest yeah. terms, <laughs> we, we need to be able to get guys out in the strike zone. Um, and being able to generate swings and misses in the strike zone is kind of this time-tested, uh, foolproof way of being able to prevent runs. And what that means is, you know, in the minor leagues, we need to build out stuff. We need guys who, who improve their velocity, improve their pitch shape, so that, uh, you know, the way that they prevent runs is not needing guys to hit the ball hard at other players, but the ability to generate swings swings and misses. And uh, so we've we've installed uh, you know an infrastructure that believes in that, that will focus on stuff building at the minor leagues, uh, that will lean on our pitcher strengths and move away from traditional baseball thought around needing, you know, strike one to be a fastball down and away. Uh, you know, we'll we'll probably it will become evident very, very soon in our overall pitch usage that we're going to lean on uh, you know, secondaries and the ability to throw secondaries in the zone and uh, you know, ensure that every pitcher understands the optimal plan of how to deploy his pitches, the intended locations, the way that they uh, you know, the way that they match up versus righties and versus lefties. Um, and then I think that in, another overarching theme is to really push development in the big leagues. Uh, you know, it's it's no longer the case that when guys set foot in a major league clubhouse, they're finished products. We need to continue to push development up there, and guys like Andrew and others are really embracing that. As a, as a GM or a chief baseball officer, is it surprising to you that a guy like just a player like Blake Snell doesn't have a deal yet? Uh, you know, without, kind of just a comment on baseball. In yeah, general. without getting into specifics again, yeah. there are a number of reasons that things these things do and and don't line up. Um, you know, and and, and obviously there's uh, there are still some really talented players available on the free agent market. I have no doubt that they will find homes. Um, but you know, it's it's really difficult for me to speak into what goes into those individual decisions. We've heard a lot about uh, not jeopardizing the future when it comes to the finances of this franchise, and I'm sure it's really difficult for you to find a balance between winning here and now, doing those flashes right now, and also thinking about the future. How do you balance that? Yeah, I think this job is constantly trying to trying to strike that balance. Um, you know, and there are times, uh, history tells us, when uh, you are willing to sacrifice future wins in favor of the current season. Uh, and there are times where it is probably a more productive approach to, to take the, the reverse strategy. And, you know, I think... That, Which one is it this year? Well, I think pretty clearly what we're doing here is, you know, trying to put together the most competitive team we can in 2024, but being unwilling to sacrifice future wins. Okay. Um, and, you know, I think the timeline, you know, how quickly that gets accelerated is largely going to be driven by the steps forward that our players take. And, uh, you know, that's not to pressurize the situation. That's to speak to, um, I think, the expectations that our players in the clubhouse have, the level of, the level of accountability that they hold each other to, um, and the support that we intend to offer around helping them to achieve their development goals. How would spending $20 million for a starting pitcher this season jeopardize future wins? How would it jeopardize future wins? Well, uh, I mean, I, I would imagine in the theoretical situation, you're saying this is a one-year contract and twenty. Or say it's four years, or, eighty million dollars. Yeah, I mean, I think you know you would have to look at what is the productivity into the future, and you know, is whatever the price point um, that you would speak to, uh, is that the best use of those dollars in the future, or do, or can they be repurposed for more wins at that time? Well, because I look at you had John Lester back yesterday. Love it. This has been a great week. You guys, the whole Red Sox PR staff has been phenomenal. We've had every player. It's been the most seamless. The players have been optimistic. Characters, great. You had John Lester yesterday, which was a brilliant move. All-time great Red Sox on and off the field. The Red Sox lost John Lester. The owner came out and said it was a mistake. They then spent 
and corrected the mistake in free agency, overpaid David Price, but they don't win a World Series without him in 2018. That's the Red Sox we're all used to. Now we're told that the things haven't shifted. It's just we need to be better. The messaging with the fans is not working because all we hear is frustration saying, why can't we improve this team? I understand if you have to trade Tristan Casas to get a new starting pitcher, that'd be silly. He's an up-and-coming guy. He's just got to the big leagues. He's got a really bright future. He should be a Red Sox for life. But if it's just money and you have the highest ticket prices in baseball, why wouldn't why would a season ticket holder sit back and say I'm fine with us not having a great team this year because of what it might mean three years from now? Yeah, no, I I can only speak to um, you know the the empathy I I feel for fans, the frustration. Um, you know, I played here. I've been a fan of this organization for a really long time, and I think ultimately what will deliver fans is the product on the field right and and uh you know winning games um is is what we need to do it's what we set out to do it's the expectation that we need to have uh beyond that we have to evaluate every decision relative to the opportunity cost relative to the alternatives um but i think what is productive at this point is to focus on the group that we have here and ensure that we're doing everything we possibly can to optimize their performance. I have, I think, probably the the four words that you may have been waiting to hear that you didn't know you were waiting to hear. We're out of time. <laughs> this is this is it. We we could go for a half an hour and get, but we'll have plenty of time during the season to do that. So I look um, forward to it. We look forward to it too. Yeah. Um, and uh, thanks for taking the time, Craig Breslow. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, um, we got to go. Yeah, oh, it's I'm over. Sad. I know. That's it. I'm that's so it. Sad. We're out of here. Curtis, good luck getting a flight home. Uh, no. So thanks to the old man, I got a six o'clock Delta. Six six o'clock Delta. Yep. Six o'clock tonight. Yep. Yeah, oh, but our JetBlue is leaving at 2.15, right? Well, the flight that we were on is diverted to JFK. Uh, I'm not lying. So I have no idea what's going on. So I got, I'm sorry. Women and children first. I had to go save what about What about, like, Wiggy? Wiggy, who's ripped my driving the whole yeah, week. Yeah. Wiggy I'm has a give wife a, and child yeah, you know, and children. No, I, I looked at the flight, so I'm, I mean... I'm, if it's going through J, I like nonstop. But if it's Curtis is like Curtis is like the Billy Zane character on Titanic. <laughs> yes, he grabbed a baby and jumped to the front of the line with the lifeboats. Yeah. So so I, my so so the, you're still scheduled out at two thirty. My the issue is the flight that's on its way here uh-huh. was diverted from Logan. It landed emergency at JFK. Okay. So I have no idea when that puppy's going to get here. Uh, okay. <laughs> so going back home will be direct. Have, it will be direct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So as long as I why can get out by two thirty. Why don't you take the Escalade and don't return it? Just uh, take. Why don't you drive the Escalade home? You'll uh, be home by tomorrow. We no, can no. go together. That'd be a great road trip. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't that like would driving be as something it is. Something special. Uh, um, the most inappropriate, unprofessional way to see Craig Breslow. I we yeah, should have thought. He of thought that he better. walked into a wet t-shirt. I contest. saw him. I said, "I'm so sorry." I it, as soon as I saw his face, I said, "This is this is inappropriate." And I'm sorry. Was it your idea? It was. You, it was. It right. was. Yeah. And I don't regret it. It's on Twitch right now. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of like was, the lady who robbed the bank. You know, I think it was great. Next I think time, reevaluate. Thank you. I think it was great. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I want to thank our engineer down here, Doug. Good job, Doug. Uh, Good job, I Doug. Thank, I want to thank Ken Laird. Put this whole thing together. Thanks to everybody here at the Boston Red Sox for being incredibly gracious hosts and for. Uh, for putting up with us for three days. And we will be back on Monday morning at 6. Gresh and Foyer yes. next. 
Have a great weekend. Thank you for watching this show on Twitch. Thank you for watching this show on YouTube. Thank you for streaming it. Thank you for listening on the radio. And thank you for listening on the Odyssey app. See ya. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 